Hello and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner and I'm here with Matt Murray. Hello. Sean Bell. You're right. And not James Farley because all oh, his internet's crap. So instead, you know, we had to we had to hunt around the internet and uh, find the UK editor of GameSpot, Tamar Hussein. Hello, Tamar. Konbanwa, minasan, genki desu ka? I don't know what that means. Let's get um, anime up in here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, no real. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> First of all, right, thanks for coming on. Um, I know it's been a huge day for you, and it's got even bigger by coming on this yeah, podcast. This is I truly know the peak of this, this day. This is a celebration party. Yeah. You're now the UK editor of GameSpot. There's no other way but down now. That, yeah. that is top of the league, right? <laughs> I, I have been known, prone and known to backslide in my career so uh, <laughs> I, give me some time and i'll inevitably upset someone and just get punched down to janitor status I'm gonna say you could end up on the tube again mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is going underground right well, the, um, so what were you before what was your title before i was news today? editor before so right yeah and then, then, then the next step is taking over GameSpot. like that is i mean they've just is that jumping up a couple of... I know nothing about the structure, <laughs> structure of this stuff. <laughs> to be honest, like, it's a... Uh, news editor is almost kind of underselling what a person in that role does because it's, it's almost like a, a whole hold on from, like, previous generations where you'd get put in a role, but you wouldn't always just do that role. Yeah. So as yeah. a news editor, I did pretty much news, reviews, preview, interview, video, everything. So um, this is more of, like, a an adding a layer of like uh, managerial stuff to it yeah, and yeah. Um, becoming like the kind of go-to guy in the UK for the whole website and you know looking after the team and that kind of stuff but do you now get now that you're that high do you now get a cut of the bribes from um, Sony and stuff <laughs> oh, like yeah, that yeah, and yeah, for sure. I've already had a few bribes offered and <laughs> I'm looking forward to greasing my palms with them <laughs> my pockets are going to be so fat and they're going to be knocking over kids as I walk by <laughs> well, um, thanks so much for joining us at short notice. I mean, it was literally today that um, that uh, James texted us an image of his speed test that he was running up. <laughs> I mean, he is a massive nerd, isn't he? I mean, it's about as nerdy as he gets. Um, but he, uh, yeah, sent us a screen grab of his test that he was doing to his internet connection. And just went, oh, I don't know if I can make it tonight. It's, that's one of one of my favourite things about modern life. That is that there's a lot of people who just have the speed test app on their phone. Yeah, just yeah. in case like you might you know say you move into a new house or you just pay a ton of money to get a, you know a fiber installed for the first time oh yeah you know i'll download speed test and see oh yeah, it's really fast cool delete no some people are like no this is a useful tool for everyday <laughs> life and i'm gonna keep hold of it it's very <laughs> handy sean it makes me feel like or believe that he makes day-to-day -day decisions based on his speed test yeah, oh, it's like is, the weather like you know yeah, it's, it's like worrying man that's kind of weird <laughs> Like, gets up in the morning, checks BBC weather, followed by speedtest.net to figure out yeah, whether yeah, he's yeah. going to be productive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can almost guarantee it. But, like, I, I, have you ever phoned up a um, customer service line uh, for your internet provider while having that speed test app open? Because it freaks them the fuck out. <laughs> well, no, it's saying here that you're getting a 40 megabyte download speed. And that's right. No, here it's saying we're getting 0 0.5. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, <laughs> Did then try that? Have you tried standing closer to the router? Is that maybe the... 
um, I like the ones where it's like, oh, I tell you what, I'm going to do this uh, in a couple of hours. We're going to switch over the signal. And you're not going to do that, are you? You just want me off the phone. You just want me off the phone. Stalling. Um, anyway, we're going to start the show by um, addressing a member of the audience that uh, got in contact with us this week via our YouTube channel. Um, now, I know that this is all very uh, standard stuff on YouTube to get ridiculous comments, but I thought I'd... Um, I'd read these ones out because they are absolutely ridiculous. This is from a guy called World End, and he was referring to the conversation we were having last week about the fact that Microsoft are now not seeing the Xbox as their main gaming platform and that they're spreading it across PCs and how that could affect their future. And, you know, they could really sort of make a lot of money. Um, His first comment was, no one wants to stream games. This is obviously when we were talking about how no one's really picked up PlayStation now Mm -hmm. because you guys have shit internet. Right, let me start with that. I'll stop that there. No one wants to to, uh, stream games because we have shit internet. Okay, fine. Uh, in Europe, we have 100 megabyte download and upload. Right, we're in Europe, okay? Well, England's in Europe. Well. No, yeah, no, well, because there's the easy joke there, Sean, yeah. but it, no matter what happens, we're still technically, it, we're still Europe. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's, he's still wrong place. to, yeah. Yeah, so let's not get on his side. Shut and up. And also, I realise how, <laughs> how um, silly I sound now, considering one of our presenters is out because he's got shit into them. <laughs> apart from that... <laughs> One of the lower plans, you can have 150 and more uncapped everything. Okay, fine. I've got 100 meg download, just to point that out. So that's definitely and also not just, the reason. Just to, right, so there's a difference between bandwidth and latency. So oh, fuck fucking off, shut up. You know, it doesn't even make it. Uh, Man, that is the, if you'd have come out with that argument in my school, you would be hanging upside down <laughs> from your underwear. Um, uh, he goes on to say, again, you don't know what you're talking about. You can play four games on Xbox One, two Xbox One games, and two 360 games on back comp, right? So I get that. That's correct. Fine. Well, on PS4, you could play up to six games, two PS4, two PS3, two Vita games, right? I get that. We mentioned that. But if you've only got a PS4, that don't mean a lot to you. Now, he tries to qualify it by going, most of the time, <laughs> the PS3 slash Vita games are cross-play games. <laughs> so you can play them on PS4 better than you could on PS3 Vita, which can't be said for 360 games on Xbox One. I don't, I I can't qualify that. Do they do that then, Sean? You must know. If do they perform better, the PS3 games and Vita games? Well, on? they're only, be- only because they're games that, have been like you know also coded to run on a PS4. They're not like you know they're not emulated or anything. It's not like if you're playing a 360 game on the Xbox One, where it's actually emulating it. These are just games that are built to do this right off yeah. the bat. They're new but, games. Like how how um how common is that? Because I've only seen that for a, like a handful of titles. Is it more common than I think? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, There's a reason why PS. I mean, Xbox 360 games are coming out at a rate much faster than PS3 or PS2 games on PS4 because, yeah. I mean, the the publishers and developers have to go in and game by game modify yeah. a code or update code for it to run on a PS4, whereas Microsoft has created an emulation layer yeah. to, my, uh, to Xbox One, which is why everything runs, for the most part, as it would have on the 360 and it's and it's why you're getting more games cheaper, I guess, in a lot yeah. of cases on Xbox One backwards compatible. Um, yeah, so it, it's it takes 
work and effort on the PS4. Yeah, um, they're, they're two separate cases. You've got one case where a game is just being made for multiple formats and another case where mm. the games are being emulated on a new... And it's not so, like we're getting old PS3 games playable on a PS4, is it? I don't exactly. think I've ever seen no, no. that. So it's like, okay, all right... I don't. I don't. I think that point. It doesn't make sense. Like whatever. I mean, none of it makes sense. I literally no, haven't understood know, any it, of it so far. It gets worse. <laughs> Xbox One's backwards compatibility is just that. Three sixty. Oh, I can't be bothered to read any of that shit. Right. So basically, he goes on to say that. that yeah. Oh, these are Red Dead Redemption is seven twenty p twenty five to thirty frames on Xbox One. That's why Sony. Who cares? You can play. Red Dead Redemption on Xbox One right now. You can't do that on PS3. That's what I'm saying. Xbox 360 can come out with stuff that look like massive exclusives that that aren't really. They're old games that have been out for ages. But the announcement on Xbox One, plus you get all that extra shit. You can you, like you can stream them. You can capture shit. You can um, uh, you can still play online against Xbox 360 players and stuff like that. Um, that that's what I'm saying. They can drop that, and, and then he goes, "B, we actually have great new, real exclusives to play," and that's the first hint at what this guy is all about, right? Because <laughs> then he goes batshit mental. We actually have great new exclusives to play, right? So you think you're you are Sony? Oh, I this fucking guy. <laughs> I think I think I think that's where you're going, right? It's like when so, football fans go, "We won." Nothing annoys me more than that. Sean, uh, Sean, some more. That, that is, uh, that's me. You're talking about. I know. That's so, why I know, said back it. Up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, the next comment really just drives it home. You'll see the shift with Scorpio. Maybe you need to look at ba- look back at history. PS One destroyed everything. PS Two destroyed everything. PS Three destroyed everything. Shut up! No, it Wii. didn't. <laughs> it didn't. Though, did it? The PS3 did not destroy anything. If, Fucking if hell, the Xbox really 360 to... just took a shit on the PS3 from a great height. <laughs> well, that like... was it, wasn't it? And uh, Okay, when you look at sales figures, they, they're pretty even. The, the Xbox 360 nu- like nudged it. Um, Literally, but... Sony's strategy for the PS4 was to emulate Microsoft in its 360 days. Absolutely. That should tell you something about the performance between the two consoles back then. My, my, I mean, my point here is who cares? Like, what I'm saying is that um, uh, I don't care who's the more powerful console. I don't care if it's Microsoft or Sony. I think it's good that they're battling each other. And I think it's going to be really interesting in the next few years to see which direction they they take to try and like get one over on each other what our point of our discussion last week was that microsoft are making some interesting strides to get you know sort of thumbs up from gamers and get them back on side after completely fucking the xbox one launch up but anyway ps3 destroyed everything except we bullshit ps4 destroyed everything okay that's doing very well i'll give you that pc is not xbox if people are playing playing microsoft games no 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 (laughs) say what it says (laughs) <laughs> what? what does it say? Microsoft off. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to make an argument, fucking spell properly, use proper grammar, structure your argument. No one is taking you seriously if you spell Microsoft off. Microsoft off. It's, yeah, you're a fucking... Everyone's just going to think, well, this guy's a 10-year-old, an angry, angry 10-year-old. <laughs> it does sound like that. He says... Um, uh, <laughs> if people are playing Microsoft games on PC, they are PC gamers, not Xbox. 
I don't understand the point that he's even trying to make there. Like, no. so whatever. I mean, fine. Okay. You, I, no, not fine. I don't understand. What we're saying is that Microsoft don't see Xbox as their main thrust for gamers anymore. They're also they're trying to bring the PC market onto their their Xbox Live system. And I think this is a good way of working. And I think that this is a good way to sort of... Um, I mean, they haven't been able to boast about sales of the Xbox One, but they'll be able to boast about people that are using Xbox Live Gold. And a big part of that will be PC gamers that want to... I guess, I don't know, maybe PC gamers are sitting there... I'm not a PC gamer, but maybe PC gamers are sitting there going, actually, I'm not that interested in Xbox Live. I've got Steam. You know what I mean? I I don't know how how it's going to work, but it was just what we were thinking at the time. Then he just... This is the last comment he put because these were all comments as he was listening to the show mm. you guys are dumb everything you talk about contradicts you think that xbox one games on pc will help those games or xbox that's a question apparently <laughs> tomb raider pc xbox bombed quantum break pc xbox terribly bombed <laughs> you, you, you terribly not... terribly bombed <laughs> you do not know what you are talking about I mean, we don't know what we're talking about. I think that's clear. I'm I'm willing to accept that piece of criticism there. We need to get um, this guy on the show and explain this stuff to us because I, I don't know, I feel like... This I'm... is where I'm going, Sean. Okay. If you're listening, which I know you are, world end, there's no doubt you're listening to this, <laughs> open invite, contact me at David Turner's on Twitter, right? I will call you up, we'll record it, and let's have a chat about this. Okay, because this is an awful way. Obviously, this is not your way of your best way of communicating. Because this is <laughs> just bollocks, right? Microsoft so, off. <laughs> so why don't we sit down? We'll have a beer and we'll talk about it. We don't have to meet up face to face. We could do it over Skype if you're scared. But <laughs> get in touch at David Turner's. Let's do this. And then I want this get get in contact with me in the next two or three days so I can get this recorded for next week's podcast. Okay, any later? Open any invitation. Forfeit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're accepting here. that you're an idiot yeah if you don't accept this then you're essentially saying actually i was wrong dave sorry you were <laughs> right you are the best so maybe that, mate. maybe we should both apply for first dates on channel four and hope you <laughs> hope you meet up with each other I reckon they film that. They film anything these days, Channel 4, don't they? They don't give a fuck. <laughs> They've just given up. Oh, fuck it. Let's just do best shoes. What? Really? A documentary on best shoes? Yeah, fuck it. Just stick them in shoes. We'll film them for the day and put it on telly. It's Channel 4. Uh, right. <laughs> kind of username you... is World End anyway. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's my only concern there tomorrow. I don't know what this man's capable of. Terribly, terribly bombed. <laughs> 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 Matt, there's been some news this week. What is it? So much news. Well, Nintendo releasing a new console this year. Yeah. Just like we thought. Oh, no, wait. It's the NES. Can, can I just say, I was in um, the group with Sean and his friends. I think, basically, we found out when it was announced, Sean, right? Yeah. Later in the day, in another group, Matt, it, with just me, Matt and James. Yeah. He um Matt posted the news up about this this new mini NES coming out. And um I just and I went, Yeah, it's fucking shit, isn't it? What and they were both like, What? What's the matter with you? <laughs> this is brilliant. This is great. I think I'm gonna buy one. And uh I didn't and then say I that. just What did you say? You said you were gonna buy one. I said I said it looks looks decent, yeah. You you said you were gonna buy one for streaming. Yeah, well I said I, said I might buy one. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right, okay, so what's it all about? What, right, what, what so is it? it's called a Nintendo Classic Mini NES. Um, it's our 11th of November this year, of course. Uh, it's £50 or so for a console, 30 quid for the um, sort of replica NES pad. <laughs> it's fucking hell. Yeah. That is disgusting. Uh, it's got 30 games built in uh, Bubble Bobble, Donkey Kong, or the Mario Bros. games, Ninja Gaiden. There's, there's crap. There's 30, 30 games on there. Uh, it looks decent to me. Does it? Why? The thing is, right? The thing with the NES that no one really talks about is that most of the games on it were sort of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a few classics, but by and large. The classics, they need to stay in your mind. Like, yeah. <laughs> unless you unless you really, really love them in a way that's unreasonable and a little scary, like you should not be playing Balloon Fight again. Like, as good as Simon's Quest is, you should not play that again. If only not, so you don't tarnish your memories of it. Yeah. But what if you missed out on Tech Mobile back in the day, and you thought you want an easy <laughs> Read way a Wikipedia playing. and pretend like you know everything about it? <laughs> I mean, fucking what? hell, they've put Zelda 2 on there. No one likes Zelda 2. <laughs> Fuck I hell. love Metroid. There is no way in hell I'm playing Metroid again. Because I am not crazy. I remember how weird Metroid was and how badly it's aged. I love that also, game. Same with Final Fantasy. No way, Jose. Is there seriously a game called Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest? Yeah, oh, I... It's Simon's Quest. Didn't you know the main character from that game is called Simon? I did not know. Well, try and bury that. Con- this console, yeah, I just think it Super feels like a, an easy, quick way of someone to play his games legally without having to bother with ROMs and and this and nope. that. I just, yeah, no, nope. I, I think it's I think it's nice as a novelty, and I can't fault them for that. Like they're a beloved company. A lot of the, there's a lot of nostalgia tied up in them, and you know if you want to put out this cool like mini Nintendo console with a bunch of games on it, that's nice. Like even I'd, I'd think about buying one and just like not even using it, just playing it, putting it there, and kind of having this thing because I'm I'm crazy to that level. But like trying to present it as like some sort of fucking this is good and amazing and a good option for people to, but no, it's not. Just buy the 3ds <laughs> versions or whatever, and don't fucking charge me 80 pounds. Are you crazy? Yeah. Like 50 quid Doesn't for it, the console. The, well, it comes with a USB. Pad, yeah, it comes a pad. That's just if you want to play two player. Um... Oh, it comes with one no. pad. Yeah, it comes, it with, comes a pad, with one yeah. pad. I don't yeah. know, man. I I, oh, thought it, it, I don't know if this was I thought bullshit it comes or with people were just. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if this is bollocks or people just winding me up does it seriously not come with a power adapter or was that a joke about no the no that's, that's I think that's real that's true oh, that's what I'm thinking sake. that's what I'm it comes thinking. with a USB cable okay what? I okay right it, does it at least has it got HDMI yeah, on it it's got right. HDMI and a USB port you need to buy okay. an adapter if you want to power the, the, it. And the pads. He, the, here's a couple of things I was thinking. First of all, it should have been the SNES, not the NES, right? Well, no, no, well, they're, 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 that's playing next because the fact they yeah. called it Nintendo Classic Mini colon NES, they yeah, are playing a good SNES probably probably version. Right. They might coming, do a yeah. GameCube. Who knows? Why didn't they make the pad classic USB so people can use it on the PC as well? Wouldn't that'd that have be been just that, a nice yeah. little touch? That would have been smart, wouldn't it? Yeah, just a little, nice little, hey, you can use this what? on PC as well to play. Oh, because they'll instantly just buy one of the pads for 30 quid and download all the emulated. <laughs> of course they would, Dave, you thick fuck. Also, I think, um, I think uh, back in the I day... I can see we're... World End writing a message right now. <laughs> 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 Remember the uh, Nintendo shop, the rewards thing that they closed? 
Yeah, yeah. One yeah. of the one of the items that you could get there was a NES controller that works. Yeah, I've seen some people yeah, posting yeah. that that the pictures I, of ones they got be, this week. I wouldn't actually. be surprised if they had shit tons of those and were like, "How the fuck <laughs> do we shift these?" <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, this is right. So a lot of people are getting this for Christmas, whether they like it or not. That's <laughs> that, that, that's happening. So like, if you get one, if you get one, you really need to sit down with your family and just go. Listen, I don't know what you think I am, but <laughs> let's not do this anymore. Like, just get me clothes. I've already played Simon's Quest. <laughs> um, so you know, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna make a load of money, which is fine, I guess. Um, it'll be a bit of a novelty on Christmas Day, and then you'll never use it again. Um, I mean, like, you can't even make you can't even make like a heritage argument for it because. You know, or like a preservation argument. It's not like, oh yeah, well, you know, cool. They're releasing a new bit of hardware that's going to play old games. That sort of thing is important because we're, you know, video games are always going to have this problem where the old hardware is going to die and potentially, like, we're going to be in a situation where games are just lost and you can't play them anymore. But this is this is just thirty games that they've picked. Yeah. So that's not you can't even, you know, give it that. It's yeah. just I don't believe there's any scope for expansion slots or anything like that. No, they've no. said that there's not going to be any other games out for it, is yeah. there? Although you the know n- some enterprising youth is going to like crack it and just be like, yeah, you can just like slot an SD card in with whatever ROMs you want. It's just a USB in a plastic casing. You just like crack it open, put a different USB in, you're done. All you do is sing the theme tune to the uh, of the game to the box and it picks it up and it just magically downloads the illegal version. <laughs> Shit, it's, an, it's an ocarina in there. <laughs> You can fucking make it rain when you want. <laughs> Watch me turn back time. I mean, time. the thing is that there's going to be so little like actual electronics inside it. So like, the cables are going to be heavier than the box. It's yeah. just going to there's going to be nothing in it. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to buy the cables separately. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, like, well, we can we can also want a question. Someone has asked us this week. Joe Hodgson tweeted us asking: uh, New Mini NES or less legal but more adaptable Raspberry Pi with emulators? Well. That's a thing, isn't it? Well, this is the one good thing I like about this uh, this thing is that you know how people sort of justify downloading uh, emulators and ROMs for NES stuff, saying, "Well, you can't really buy it anymore." <laughs> now mm. you can. <laughs> now you're getting sued, Sam. I mean, if, so if your be... argument is you really want to play Ghosts and Goblins on NES, <laughs> but if you want to play anything else that isn't in that list, like fucking Pirate Away, my man. Right. Okay. So <laughs> having what said is... that. When yeah, they do this NES, I will buy the shit out of that. Yeah, That's what possibly. I was going to say. So if you could pick one to come out as a Nintendo classic, which one would you choose? That would be the SNES, right? Yeah, I, for SNES. me, it would be the SNES. And, and I realize that I've just made an argument for why this is dumb as a concept. But like, <laughs> I've got a lot of nostalgia, more nostalgia for the Super Nintendo than the you know, yeah. NES. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd buy that, probably. See... For me, it would probably be the GameCube, and let me explain myself with that. Way, way. I'm not trying to be different. I'm not. NES, I'm not really interested in. The SNES and N64 games, I feel like I've played a million times before on different mm. things. Mm-hmm. The GameCube, I, it's weird. I, I know that you could play those games on your Wii, but I didn't really do that that often. And there's a bunch of GameCube games that I wouldn't mind playing at this point. I feel like, I you feel know, like the tech and the cost would be just over the threshold where they would be good for him. Like, I yeah. don't think so. And also, like, they they kind of squander their chance of re-releasing those games on their next platforms. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Oh man, that I, that that thing that we've been saying for years and years, Sean, about how mm. they should do a Mario All Stars two with like yeah, the yeah. sixty four games, the Galaxy games, and all that sort of shit. What if that's a launch title for the NX man? That is day one. I thought, I thought you were going to say what if they just released the fucking Mario box <laughs> and it's just a console <laughs> with every Mario game ever made. I wouldn't be surprised. Console? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Like if this does well, like themed ones like Zelda box. Yeah, and the, yeah. The, the console is a full scale size of Mario's castle, <laughs> Peach's castle from Mario sixty four, uh, with trees. You have to buy them separately for the console to work properly. <laughs> yeah, most yeah, people just buy this so they can just put their amiibo, amiibos around it and shit like That's, that. That is, yeah. is exactly what people are going to be doing. Yeah. They're going to stick on their Nintendo vans, walk over to their shelves, <laughs> put it up there, and smile. And cry at the same time. Um, Why is it hang on it? Punch out featuring Mr. Dream. Yeah. Who's Mr. Dream? I've never heard that. Uh, a brilliant second it, album. Yeah, didn't they <laughs> I'm gonna check this, but like original was it Mike Tyson someone that they replaced because of yeah, like Mike Tyson oh, got, shit. T- take, got taken out of yeah, it, doesn't he? Something like that. Right. I'm sure Chris Scullion somewhere is going, No But um, <laughs> I think it's I think that's what happened. Mr. Fair Dream. Enough. Yeah. Do you reckon Scullion just like he he's got sort of a sensor at the back of his head and he just like when when you said that he sort of just his ears went up like a dog that just heard walkies. <laughs> he's just like looking around going, What the fuck you said that? So I'm on the punch out um, wiki and it says here Mr. Dream replaces Mike Tyson as the final opponent of the game who little Mac faces. So I guess nice. I guess it is something to do with Because he was very, very naughty at the time and now everyone just forgets he did that stuff. Yeah, and it's now good, he appears in He's in the hangover, lads. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Yeah, shit. <laughs> Punched Zek Galifianakis. Anyway, um, right, is that it for news? I think that's all we've got. Should we get straight into what we've been playing? Absolutely. Um, well, we should probably mention that uh, Pokemon Go come out for uh, iOS in the UK, which means, I'll be honest with you, right, at the time when I was reading all the stories about it blowing up, I just thought... Okay, yeah, this is like a, a one of those things that you hear blow up, but because you know none of my mates really play this sort of stuff, it's not really going to be a thing. But um, I mean, I was walking down the high street the other day uh, on my lunch break, and there were just groups of people walking around with their phones out trying to catch them. Yeah, and I just as, thought, as, shit, when this I'm is walking, a lot bigger than I thought. When I'm walking around now, and I see people on their phones, I will invade their privacy just a bit and have a peek to see what they're doing. And most of the time now, it's pokemon and co and these are like people of all ages like i saw an old lady today with with her phone out just being like oh, we're after the pokemon <laughs> <laughs> fuck you charizard <laughs> um so you've you, have you played this yet sean because you hadn't last week i don't think i've still not really like i was uh just i've wandered about once with it on mm. and nothing really happened and i was like i can't be bothered um but that, I mean, that's I'm not I'm not having a go. Um, I just everyone's that, got that... to qualify that, haven't they? Because yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm with you, but everyone seems to be able to go. Oh, it's not for me. It's not. For... I'm not having a go at it. Because it <laughs> no, like there, there are people who are just who are just mocking it, and that is shitty <laughs> and unnecessary. Because obviously, it's really cool, and loads of people are having loads of fun with it. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah good funny. for them. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in a I'm in a similar kind of. No, actually, I I probably enjoy it more than. Um, Sean is, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I feel like it's a it's a really really cool game. I the problem I'm having is uh, I always reach a point where I'm like, yeah, but there's no depth to it. 
Mm. Um, but like the way I was thinking of it is firstly, like it, as well as it not having any depth in, in it, in terms of replicating the, the, uh, combat from Pokemon, it also succeeds in kind of boiling it down to the very essence of Pokemon. The thing that it got popular based on in the first place, at least outside of Japan, and that's collecting, right? That was mm-hmm. all it took for us to get into Pokemon when we were younger. It was the idea of going out there and collecting 151 of these weird things. And yeah, then the battling yeah. was an extra thing. That was yeah. interesting when we kind of kind of played the game. I, I, I don't know about you, but like I played the games long after I watched the animated series. So it was like... Oh, was really? No, I was, yeah. I was the other way around because I, yeah, I played Pokemon Blue quite a lot and then later saw the show and was like... Although the show's obviously not brilliant it was like oh my god it's this rubbish mm. thing that i've only seen on a game boy screen and there's colors and the music's played by that's an really cool and it's like <laughs> mine was the other way around where i got a game boy color for pokemon because i was right. like oh shit i can actually do this that's really cool <laughs> but like i i I've, I've really really despite the lack of depth i really really am happy to see so many people like just getting pure joy out of it and seeing yeah. things like like the outside of my house, there was like a Pokemon party yesterday, day before yesterday. We're just members of the community, which is from local area, just hanging around this the the, the underground station. Like there was music playing, people mm-hmm. having drinks, and people of the different ages and colors, creeds, whatever it was, just hanging around. Like a law, people were dropping laws and catching Pokemon. I saw a dude from my local mosque there, and those <laughs> dudes, it. those this dudes is... are like fucking down with pocket monsters most of the time. Like and now they're just out there and like youngsters are getting involved. I see people, you know, talking about being in parks and going for walks and it's just a nice thing. So like I, I, I respect it and at the same time, you know, I'm kind of like these people who are like old man yells out cloud kind of thing. Yeah. I'm like, relax, man. Why is it hurting you? Just let people have it. At the same mm-hmm. time, I understand them because it is all encompassing now. It's literally everywhere. You cannot get away from it. Um, yeah. But like, and I do get annoyed at times, but then. I come to my senses very quickly. I'm like, why am I, why am I getting pissy about people having fun about a thing? Let them do it, whatever, it's fine. And my mm-hmm. hope is that over time, Niantic kind of build on it and make it a little more interesting. They've said that it's a long-term thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're bringing trading into it. It could turn into battles from there. I don't expect battles will be very complicated because it's not part of that kind of experience. It would push people away if they mm-hmm. overcomplicated it. Maybe it'll become like an option. But like I, I enjoy it. I, I think it's cool. I'm collecting Pokemon. I'm I'm playing it every now and then. Um, I think it's fun. I uh, I I mean I downloaded it, played it, and uh, deleted it the next day simply because I just thought <laughs> it's not for me. But what what I need explaining to me, what I don't get, is I don't think that that feeling of just collecting things that just feels like something that you'd be excited about for a week and then drop. So there must be more to it. I think there's got to be more to it that I don't really know about. Are people really battling out for, to take over gyms and stuff like that? Or, or what, yeah, what? yeah, I think they are. And like, it's important not to understate the fact that for a lot of people, this is their... I've said this before like to a bunch of people that I speak to about it. For a lot of people, this will be their first experience with geocaching as well. Yeah, and that's yeah. selling it in a big way. No one's had the novelty of going to a place for a specific reason to catch a Pokemon. And I think it, they aren't, maybe they're not battling in the same way. I don't think it's the battling over gyms that's kind of the key selling point. I think it's the idea of just walking outside and walking into a random area, knowing there's something there, but you're not quite sure whether it's going to be the thing you want or the thing you've already got. And then being like, oh, yeah, it's the joy of like, 
the way we get random drops in Destiny or whatever it is, it's that same kind of joy, right? It's yeah, like you yeah. go there and maybe you'll get that ghastly you want, but maybe it'll just be that pidgey. But the next time it happens, you're going to be like, maybe this time, maybe this time I'll get but that When I was playing it, didn't, didn't it tell you where things are? Because when I was looking at it, it was like, there's a Pidgey over there, go over there. And then I went over there and it was a yeah, Pidgey. Yeah, I think, I think there is an element of that, but I think, I think there's also still quite a bit of randomness to it as well. Like, I've gone yeah. out being like, I want this Ghastly and got there. And sometimes the Ghastly has been there, other times I'll be a Slowpoke or Pear or something like that. Oh, right. um, but I think there is a way to track the Pokemon nearby but while you're yeah. getting trying to get that Pokemon, you might find something else. You know, you might just run into someone else who's like, hold tight, let's, let me drop a lure and we'll get way more Pokemon. Instead of, you know, just being a dude walking around on your own, you might run into a community <laughs> of Pokemon players, which is cool, I think. The the, mm. um, the other thing I think is quite a, uh, a unique thing for a lot of people or, or the first time they're experiencing it is the AR stuff as well. Because, yeah. um, I mean, you don't realize how little people are aware of that stuff. And when they're looking through and think, well, that's a fucking Pokemon. It's on my fucking desk. What the fuck is going on here? And it's just like, well, we've all done that. I mean, the first time I really played around with that stuff was when the 3DS initially come out. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's been loads of apps and stuff that do weird stuff. Uh, but, yeah, there seems to be a lot of people really impressed by that aspect of it as well. Which I turned crazy. AR off um, pretty much straight away when, yeah. when I'm playing it. It makes it easier to catch the Pokemon. Yeah. Well, that and you don't have to walk around with your phone, like, directly out in front of you you know yeah. what i mean like th- mm. that, but that's how i've seen people using it like not nerds normal people using <laughs> it by like holding holding it about you know two foot away from their face and just sort of well, not two foot that's quite far and it <laughs> must have really long arms <laughs> but, like, but like really far away from their faces sort of just moving around as if they're like scanning stuff um, and they'd be the easy ones to spot. One um, thing, I, one like thing, s- I was going to say one thing for me, and I know it's just a small thing, but it's a novelty that, I, that keeps me coming back now and then is um, the, the Pokemon in most of the games that we play aren't rendered this well. Like it might just be just yeah. the Pokemon, but they look really nice. They look clean. Yeah. They're not like weirdly jagged in the way they are on the 3DS. They just look like nice, clean renders, almost like little amiibo figures in in the mm-hmm. kind of game. And they still do that annoying thing where their voices just sound like fucking garbled bits but um they look really cool like i want to see what a ghastly looks like in this i want to see what you know a meowth looks like whatever it is um and yeah that's that's another thing that i I think is kind of cool for long time fans of pokemon i wouldn't say i'm still a huge fan of pokemon maybe a lapsed one but like that's the kind of nostalgia that works on me i think for me who's never played pokemon before i'm quite enjoying it but i don't think i'm gonna play it much longer than week or so it's mostly it's a really really poorly designed app i must yeah. be closing this app like 20 times a day you know it's constantly crashing it's going to a black screen it's just not loading it's uh mm. yeah, yeah in terms of actually the app itself it's pretty poor but yeah it's it's quite fun having a walk around you know, I, I tend to go for a walk at lunch anyway and you know i might have a phone out and see if there's anything around there i think it's sort i think you're right there tomorrow it does feel destiny-ish in a way i'm just basically trying to find things with bigger numbers <laughs> again yeah but yeah and, and and that's sort of what what's what's dragging me in and making me try and load the app up and see what's around there i haven't done the um gym stuff yet i haven't done any battling or whatever you can do there but um yeah, yeah it, it's it's fine i i think i think i'll, I'll well let's see if i'm still playing it in a week but um for now it's 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 all right i'm still playing do you it. think it's, it's a fad or do you reckon it's gonna last matt um i i i, just, I mean i i've also i'm hoping that that that, that niantic will will we're building this i say they've got big plans and obviously with the amount of money they've made in the last like uh, two weeks, whatever, like worldwide, I, 
I would imagine those plans are only going to get bigger. Um, mm. I think a lot. I think there will be a huge drop off just because there's been such a mammoth like amount of downloads. So, so there's bound to be a huge drop off. Um, I'm interested to see what I do next. Um, I think. I think. I mean, obviously, Evans been mentioning is it, is it Ingress, which is their, their previous yeah, yeah. app. Evans we mentioned that this week on podcasts and stuff I've been listening to, and um, apparently they're still quite a core group of Ingress players. So, um, well, I, yeah, I, my brother was telling me. Um, because he said, oh, he's like, yeah, I've just installed Pokemon Go. He said, I didn't realise it was a fucking Ingress reskin. <laughs> yeah. He said, like, because apparently there was a load of guys in his work who, who like, about a year ago or something were trying to convince him to play Ingress. And he said, like, yeah, they're always, like, wandering around the car park at lunchtime with their phones out. And, like, and, like one day, apparently, they're all going apeshit because... Um, so he lives in Sheffield, and he's saying like they're all going nuts because apparently like a group of Ingress players from Manchester had like come over to Sheffield in the middle of the night and like taken loads of control points or something while everyone was asleep. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Ingress good, is actually. a thing. Yeah. A lot of the tech that they use on Pokemon Go is the same, or the data specifically is the same. Yeah, same yeah, points, isn't it? Which is why yeah, you yeah. get like inappropriate locations being gyms. Yeah. Um, these days but yeah I, I, I love that i love the fact that people are jumping all over that like they don't realize they know that it's made by just you know all, all the algorithms and stuff like that like oh look at what they've done they've made this <laughs> into a pokemon gym no they haven't it wasn't a conscious decision yeah, yeah. Um, well it's, it's selected by them right so the the ingress stuff was people chose they could submit um, there was a period where they opened it up to user submission where people are, could submit their own um, like points of interest or key areas to put portals down where people could fight over. And then when mm-hmm. they were you know, received by Niantic, Niantic would go through, people would go through and one by one select whether it is okay. So there is an element of human selection and curation in that. Um, yeah, but it, yeah. Can't, it can't be completely that. I mean, there's no way that, that a company would go, yeah. Of the Holocaust Memorial. I mean, Let's yeah. Make that into <laughs> yeah. Gym. I think part of the reason why they no longer allow that stuff, the user submission in Ingress, is because um, it was manpower required to sort through it, and they reached a point where so many, so much of it was coming in that they couldn't keep up with it, so they shut it down. And they used the existing data on Pokemon Go, but part of their plan is to open that back up. They're thinking about it so that you can submit gyms as you know, for how I'm you sure want. They, haven't they already? I think they have opened that up now, but it's like you have to be like the owner of a business or whatever and be like, yeah. right, I want my restaurant to be a fucking stop. Yeah, you I know? mean, that's one way to make money, right? For businesses. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's why McDonald's <laughs> are getting imbo- on board with it and that kind of that's thing. What, that's well, what yeah. I was saying last week. How long until it all becomes, hey, there's a really rare, you could buy a Happy Meal and you'll get a code for a really rare Pokemon or you'll get let into the. Do you remember when you used to have parties there and go into the fridge? I reckon that that's what, you know, they'll be like, yeah, come into the fridge and get this red Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I think you that, you never had a party in the McDonald's. Fridge? They totally let you in the fridge, man. That was the best bit. I've never I've never been in a McDonald's fridge. Right. Now, if you've, if you've been on a McDonald's birthday party thing, yeah. right, and you're listening to this, then text, what is your thing? Captain Toss. Text. <laughs> Text Captain Toss. Just text me his mobile number. Give give us a ring. Every now and then. Just ring the number at the bottom of the screen now. (laughs) Fax Sean Bell on Twitter um, (laughs) at Captain Toss. I tell him that the best bit was when they let you in the fridge because I know I'm not alone with this. That was just stacks of processed meat. It was that was it. You just walked into a fridge and everyone. (laughs) What were you supposed to do when you got to the fridge? How would they do that? It's cold. 
you sort of just look well it's not just a fridge it's not like a fridge you have in your kitchen it's like yeah, this it's a walk-in, huge yeah. chiller thing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just walk in and go oh yeah this is where they keep the dead animals <laughs> and then you walk back out again but that was the best bit because what else have they got to show you look, <laughs> like, it? i don't know here are all our staff that we underpay and uh this is where the chips come out of the fat why there is there go. a dead clown in here <laughs> yeah, don't worry about him <laughs> why is that hamburger eating that dead clown <laughs> don't worry about that um yes yeah, so what was i saying yeah business is getting involved yeah that's gonna happen, i mean the smart it? thing yeah. to do would be to allow them to be pokestops or gyms but not dictate what pokemon are available there yeah so like yeah. you could you could go there and end up with another zubat which Yay. would be the fucking worst <laughs> <laughs> okay last last question on this NX, will it have some sort of Pokemon Go tie-in when it's released? My favourite thing about this whole Pokemon Go thing is how people are like, oh, Nintendo, so smart, oh, so God, smart. Yeah, that's done my Actually, head <laughs> I think you'll find Nintendo had nothing to do with it. Like, <laughs> yeah. everything, every benefit that they've got from it is, like, tangential. Like, this was a deal yeah. between the Pokemon company, which is a separate company from Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Nintendo owns a small stake in them, or even a large mm-hmm. stake. Yeah, um, it's thirty-three percent they own. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a big stake, and it's not insignificant considering the the magnitude of you know Pokemon's impact. Um, but like they, you know, whether they choose to put Pokemon Go on the NX isn't all up to them. It's up to the Pokemon company, and partly Niantic now. So I wouldn't. I don't think so. I think there's a lot of what makes Pokemon Go a success that's contained in a mobile um, phone kind of environment, and for for it to be replicated or transferred over to the NX, I think they'd have to go in the direction that maybe they aren't going with, with that console currently. Yeah. Mm. See, because, the, the, I mean, I, I can sit here and all smug and go, yeah, people didn't know about that. I was in exactly that boat. I thought that, uh, I, I mean, I had no idea because, you know, I don't really know that sort of stuff. And um, uh, I text Sean and went, hold on, <laughs> this isn't a Nintendo game and he was like nope and um, <laughs> I said to him it, like, it was quite funny because uh, there was a lot of um, articles doing the round saying this is great for Nintendo Nintendo are raking it in and then like about four days later those same websites were posting did you know it's not a Nintendo game Nintendo has <laughs> nothing to do it. and I was thinking the only reason I thought that was because of you fuckers like I've been reading your stuff saying how good this is for Nintendo now you're saying it's nothing to do with them but I mean it yeah. is good for Nintendo because they were making Making like thirty you percent know, on you know yeah. one point five million a day, so it was brilliant. And they, they, their stock value raised like tons. I think today they set the record for the biggest stock jump in like Japanese trading history or something mm. ridiculous, or in a decade or something crazy. And more so it's definitely good for Nintendo. More importantly, it strengthens the Pokemon brand and opens it up to so yeah. many more people now. So they stand to benefit from the new Pokemon game on 3DS and any future Pokemon games. Oh yeah, cool shit. The Pokemon games on 3DS, man. It's, they are yeah, they're, yeah, they're system sellers, like, and and they continue to be a strong, strong kind of presence in in Japan and worldwide. In the same way that Monster Hunter is for Capcom. Mm. Yeah. yeah, this thing hasn't even gone live in Japan yet, has it? So when that happens, yeah, it's no, gonna go. It's gonna be nuts. Yeah, I think I don't. I don't know what. There's some issues with it coming to Japan between. Niantic and because I think it's something to do with like the the kind of mapping of locations that kind of stuff is more difficult for them in Japan. Right. So I imagine and because right. it's not out in 
most of Asia, I think it is. That I might be wrong on that, right. but um, it might be a while before it shows up there. But I, but I imagine they're working hard for it. And they want global. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just money yeah. sitting there at the moment. Yeah, it's very, it, it, yeah. I mean, everyone knows when they're releasing a new con- in a new country because suddenly you can't open the app and then nothing works. <laughs> oh, they must have launched it again to somewhere else. That's why. That's why it took so long to come out in this country. It's because everyone was buying the uh, or buying downloading the the APK of the US yeah. version and then that means it was connecting to the US servers so like worldwide they tried to do a rollout a staggered rollout so they could control the server load but instead mm-hmm. people just completely bypassed that by just flooding it from every part of the world which is why it took so long to get get out here mm. um also I the last thing on this I I thought it was quite sweet the suggestion to try and put these luring items outside of children's hospital until yeah. I thought well, actually, is it just going to be nurses and doctors making sure that they get them before they hand over the, uh, before they let the kids know? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't blame them. Right. Um, okay. So, what have we actually been planning? Shall I start this week? Because I've got quite an interesting yeah. game, um, and I, I think it'd be quite short. Um, I th- I heard about this game uh, to start with from um, uh, what was his name? Uh, Steve Burns on um, the Video Gamer podcast, and then I read a, something about it on uh, P, uh, what's that PC Gamer thing? Rock, rock Paper Shotgun. Um, it's a game called Replica, uh, and the whole game takes place on a phone, although not on your phone, because I, I think there's probably rules that Apple won't allow it, or you could probably get it on Android eventually, no doubt. But uh, so it's on Steam, PC, and Mac, and the idea is is you've found a phone. And you've got to break into it and you've got to break into the guy's Facebook and Twitter apps and all that sort of stuff to find out stuff about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got a story that goes along with it. And it's a, the writing is appalling um, because let me back up a little bit. It's two quid and it feels like a bit of a prototype sort of game. Um, but more solid than a prototype game. Uh, it doesn't feel like it's missing things or anything like that. It just feels that it needs a little bit more work to be uh, made into something a bit more substantial because um, the writing is is really poor in it. it the, the whole idea is that you find this phone and then you get contacted by Homeland uh, Homeland Security and right. they believe that the owner of the phone is a terrorist and they're asking you to find out stuff about the owner and find out stuff about his life and uh, to do so you need to crack into his Facebook so you've got to work out his Facebook profile, uh, password and all that sort of stuff um, and it's very cleverly done because the, the OS that it sort of you know imitates is very much um, uh, sort of a, a, a mix between Android and iOS uh and it does it's remarkable how easily you take to it because you're kind of like like a text message comes through and the little notification comes down from the top and you just instantly tap the top to go straight to the the messages and you read through the messages and all that sort of stuff um and there's something really satisfying and engaging about it despite the fact that the story isn't that brilliant and the uh the actual writing's a little bit you know, in your face, a little bit janky and stuff like this. Um, like, for example, you have to find evidence that this guy is a terrorist. And there's a bit where he's texting a mate about a revolution, but the word revolution is in capitals and it sticks out like a sore thumb. It's like, hey, don't you want to join the revolution? And you click that <laughs> and that's your bit of evidence. And you're kind of like, yeah, I can see why you want to signpost this because it might get like looked over by people that are playing. 
But at the same time, this is just weird. It takes me out of the experience a little bit. Just keep an eye out for the phrase, terribly bombed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the, just the fact that you're going through someone's phone like that is incredibly engaging. And for a moment, I was completely lost in in um, uh, this guy's world because it looks like you're kind of... You know how much you care about your phone and all the stuff that's on there. And mm. the idea of someone going through it will probably horrify most people, right? Because we've all got stuff on there, whether they're text messages to mates about another mate or if they're photos that, that are kind of embarrassing that you've done for someone that but you don't want other people seeing and stuff. Oh, yeah. We've all got shit on our phone, like dick pics, Matt. Yeah, I know where you're going. Well, I don't um, know. I think... No. Pure dick pics. But you scroll around Matt's, it's like a fucking Argos catalogue for Matt's dick. Um, <laughs> very different <laughs> stages. Um, but yeah, no, it's, what? It's, it, it's... <laughs> just, just roll with it tomorrow. <laughs> just, just, go, just go with it. Have you not seen the, that page? Have you not seen Argos, Argos shops? Catalogue? <laughs> Fuck, you know. Um, yeah, it's just weird. It, it, but, the thing is that there's an idea there and I think it can really work if they put a little bit more effort into it. Uh, if they sort of expand on the idea is probably a fairer way of putting it because there is obviously a lot of effort put into it. But they get a new writer on, they put a story that actually fits with the context of going through someone's phone and it could really fucking work. Um, yeah, so download that. It's one ninety nine on Steam and uh, I think you will enjoy it. So that's that. Right. Um, I've also I also went back to Trackmania for a bit to cleanse the oh, yeah. palate after Carmageddon, <laughs> which I'll be honest felt really awkward because I was doing it when the whole niece thing happened. I was writing my review, and I just I sent the the review might not ever get published because I sent it over to Spong and said I, I wouldn't mind if you bin this because I feel absolutely horrible about myself mm-hmm. just writing about this sort of shit. So I don't know. Don't buy that game. It's fucking dog shit anyway. Just avoid it. Um, but yeah, that's been about it. So I went back to Trackmania to just chill out from that. And it just reminded me of how amazing that video game is. Has anyone played the GTA um, patch? It's basically Trackmania, but for no, GTA. No, yeah. I've, I've watched some streams of it. It does just look a bit like a slightly worse Trackmania. I'll give it a go. It's fucking free, but... It might be, it might be fun. I, I, I don't yeah. think you could probably, but I don't think you could compare it to Trackmania because tra- Trackmania is so serious. Like uh, it's not, and the handling is so good. It's so serious. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it's incredible, but it's more focused, and it probably won't have the sort of laughs that you could probably get from a GTA physics-based yeah. game like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm. um, I wonder what sort of rule sets they've got in place. I assume you can't just get out your car during those races. Not that I've seen, but yeah, I don't know. But I'm sure they can go more wacky with it than uh, Trapmania can. Yeah, if there were bits where, like, you know, it ends with you going off a ramp and then you have to dive out of the car and get a you know parachute out and then <laughs> end up somewhere else. And They'd be totally stuff like stupid that. not to have stuff in like that in it, wouldn't it? Mm. I don't know. Maybe we can't comment. None of us have played it, so um, maybe maybe we should try that for next week. Yeah, definitely. Um, Matt, you've been playing some interesting stuff. I have. Um, first of all, I, I finished Life is Strange. Um, I, yeah. I had so many things. I've got so many things to say about it, but uh, we should probably wait until Farley gets back. Yeah, James week. said, "Oh, you should wait until I'm back before we start doing that stuff because I want to talk about it." And it's like, "Yeah, mate, that's great. We'll just all wait for you, eh?" That game is bomb. Anyway, yeah, did, the, you, did you not like it at all? Fucking hated it. <laughs> why? Oh man, Jesus why? Christ! Everyone in there was just annoying to no end. 
Like, I hated <laughs> the characterization. There was like one bit in the entire series that I thought, you know what, this is quite good. But oh my god, the angst. I just could not <laughs> put up with it. <laughs> yeah. Can I get over it? Yeah, it's very much like teen drama. Yeah. Dawson's it's like, Creek style. I mean, and as I've said before, this is all shit that I've seen. Like I've I've used to watch the OC, recognizing that it's not great. But this yeah, was, was just great. like shut up tomorrow. I mean, it was great back in the day, but like yeah. it got to a point where I was like, this is just bad. I was one my boy. Tree, but yeah, no one cares about that. You see the the argument Actually, I was going to say the argument I've heard against that, and then I realised I'm just parroting Gary from Chat Very Good. So you've heard it for never so just parrot get... anything Gary says. <laughs> okay, it's so basically, bad idea. The, the argument is like how how funny or clever were you when you were eighteen? Fucking nailed it, man! <laughs> I was I was the man. Your Gaz, have you got a um? You got a quiz involving your daughter there, Sean? That we can play. <laughs> The next half an hour. I haven't got a daughter. I'm getting a dog next week, though. Okay. Oh, yeah. Did I mention I probably can't record next week? I'm moving out. Okay. Brilliant. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you up to? Anything next week? Uh, I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> bit of housekeeping there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can see what you're saying. I can see why people would be not like the, the style that it has. I, it yeah. just didn't bother me that much. I think I just got over it really quickly. And mm. But once I got over the fact that they were saying stupid shit and referencing crap stuff constantly, yeah, it, was it a lot didn't of really bother really me that much. Forced references. And if I'm honest, I will I will firstly cop to not being cool when I was a kid. I was a fucking awful mm. kid. Fat and ugly and just a mess. Like a hot mess. Well, well, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Being fat and ugly doesn't preclude you from being cool. Um, well, for sure. Yes, it and, does. And, and, and bullied and shit. So maybe it wasn't... Now that okay. I'm thinking about it, maybe this is too heavy of a fucking... Maybe I didn't like it because it reminded me of myself when I was a kid. <laughs> the, well, so maybe well, it's an thing, element that. was that. sort of... One of the reasons I did find some of the writing jarring was that I don't think... You know, being a sort of nerdy indie kid is quite as difficult now as it was for people our age, which is why it felt like a story about, you know, being 18 in, you know, 2015, but written by someone who is now 30 or whatever. Oh, Sean. Are you, are you are you essentially saying that they don't know they're born these kids these days? Is that <laughs> they essentially do, mate. They've what got, they've got it. They've got it fucking easy, mate. <laughs> the exams, they just pass them all. <laughs> they just fucking. <laughs> I, I will say no, I'm just saying it's like you know it, it's far more normal to be a fucking nerd now than it used to be I will say that's, that's I didn't, clear I didn't predict the twist so when the twist came um, yeah it was it did get me and I was like that was cool mm. and also there's a there's a bit where you re you visit a character that and something's changed about that character mm. that that moment did get me and I was like holy shit that's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. impressive that they're willing to go there um, but otherwise yeah. I found the main character Max to be quite frustrating um <laughs> and and same with a lot of the supporting characters um and yeah. also part of it is the fandom that sprung up around it and because they were just <laughs> there's like, a lot a lot of lot of fan art yeah there's a lot of like, like, like god you, is there if you ever yeah. set a, a life is strange character as your background desktop wallpaper <laughs> you are the worst <laughs> i hate you so much what if they did it like with one of the photos that she took in the game i bet Fucking there's a few of those the knocking worst. about <laughs> I think it's one of those games where it's just like if you just give in to that stuff, you really get a lot out of it. But yeah. I, I, I assume that there's a lot of people that, that can't quite get over that shit. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm interested in seeing what Don't Nod does. Clearly, they can 
they have some storytelling chops and they they know mm-hmm. how to make an episodic game where you can make decisions so i'm really interested in vampire now um yeah. which and it looks quite good from what i've seen the the brief gameplay and the the trailers that they've shown so i'm definitely when, still yeah. interested in their games when's vampire due out i don't think they've said yet right as far as you i were, know you were really down on that last week sean i i from what you said it from sounded like I a completely it, I, I different think... game yeah, I mean, I I didn't think it looked great. Tomorrow's probably seen more than I have, though. I don't know. There's there's parts of it that I like in terms of what the the world they're setting up and the kind of you play as a vampire, you know. So you have to clearly fight against your own instincts as a vampire or something like that. But at the same okay. time, they they showed off a lot of combat, which is worrying me. Um, well, yeah, because I, I, all I saw was a bit of the combat. And was like, yeah. this isn't, you know, even if this is all right, it's not going to be the reason I play this. Yeah. You know Presumably, I mean? it's built on the same engine that, or an adapted or improved version of the engine that Life is Strange was on, which oh, really? itself, I, I think so, which itself was something I imagine the same one they used for Remember Me. So I'm not yeah. convinced that that engine can do combat in the way that they're portraying it. It looks very quick yeah. and very kind of like almost Devil May Cry-ish, but I don't know if they can pull that off. But if they can get yeah. the story stuff right and the ambience right, they, I mean, Life is Strange had a mood, that's for sure. Um, I can't yeah. fault it that it had a mood. And if they can do something similar with this kind of like dark Victorian London under kind of, kind of weird vampiric fucking rain or whatever it is, that could be interesting. But um, I don't yeah, know. The combat in Remember Me wasn't awful. It, it was okay once you started unlocking mm. combos and stuff like that. It it mm-hmm. um it wasn't te- it wasn't the worst, um, but yeah, I don't know if the the bar's been raised too far for them now because you know it's pretty high with things like Devil May Cry and Bayonetta and stuff like that. I'm so. sure it'll turn out they're not aiming for that at all. But um, mm. yeah, just combat in these types of games has never been done well. Whether that's Walking Dead, The Wolf Among Us, or anything else, um, yeah. it's always been quite weird. Man, the combat in Walking Dead was absolute dog shit. <laughs> same, same for um, the Wolf Among Us. I mean, there weren't many combat yeah. scenarios, but the few that they were were there were kind of weird. And I played Batman at E3, and it was a very similar thing. There was not a lot of engagement in it. Like yeah. it was QTEs, and um, part, that's part annoying partly because you're the Batman. So like, just pressing yeah. a button and then watch him do cool shit is kind of weird. And also, I mean, we're used to. You know the free flow combat from the Arkham series. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind say, like, of weird. Batman is associated with excellent yeah. sort of combat at the moment, isn't it? Because yeah. of uh, those games, weird. Okay, all right, but we're not talking about that apparently. No, so, we're, we're uh, not talking about Life of Strange at all. Um, I played the Batford one uh, closed alpha this week. It's you still can one definitely now, talk about it. So you sure? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, a, a few days before. Um, a couple of weeks ago, they, they said that people can talk about it on podcasts and stuff. Right, okay. So is it any good? Yeah, I, I love it. It's really, really good. So um, I, I, I love Battlefield 3. I, I played it for 100 or so hours. So I, d- I didn't play tons and tons of it, but I played a fair amount of it. Battlefield 4, I was really psyched for. Then, you know, obviously I had tons of launch problems. And um, although I hear it's great now, I just basically gave up. I, I didn't really play it. I barely played it at all. Really. It was really disappointing at the time just because how much how much we loved uh, Battlefield 3. Have um, you still got a copy? About, yeah, Battlefield, yeah, I've got a digital version of Battlefield 4. That's how much I thought I was going to be playing it. <laughs> I, I reckon <laughs> we should case. have a night on that soon. Just have a little have a little go on it again. Because um, yeah, I, yeah. I remember playing it a lot, actually. And I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was excellent. Um, but 
I, there was something about it moving because uh, didn't it go up to sixty four players on console on that one, and it just felt a little bit too much for me. Right, uh, like it got a little bit too busy for me. I, was, I still enjoyed what I played, but uh, yeah, just got a tattoo. But but Hardline, I had absolutely no interest in. Like no. I, I don't know why. I did, that just did not click with me whatsoever. And I'm all right. I didn't play it for that long. I played like the beta or whatever, but uh, I was just like, no, I'm not really ready for this. So what what does this do that maybe those get like to drag me back in? What, uh, so yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm far from a battlefield aficionado, but um, but from what I played, it's just it's a really really fun game. Um, so the, there's only one map at the moment. Uh, I'm not sure the name of the map, but there's one map, and there's only one game type. It's just a um, conquest where you obviously got to control points. It felt it, it felt it felt it really felt like a massive massive war. Just because there's tons of people everywhere, there's buildings blowing up everywhere. It feels much less um, sort of. Previous, the Battlefield 3 for me felt like everyone was pretty much going in one one single direction. People were going from point to point, doing doing a very sort of methodical approach to the game. Whereas this, it feels like there's people everywhere. It feels like there's tons and tons of vehicles. Uh, the, the ability to sort of get in the uh, the zeppelin above the above the battlefield is also really really good. Uh, you can do loads of great stuff there. Um, it's also re- it's also really really good to just just have sort of um, old timey guns again and not play like another futuristic or near near futuristic uh, you know combat game it, it felt awesome to have old rifles and old uh, old weapons you can also kill someone with a shovel in this game that now i'm in so, that's what you should have started with that yeah. should have been your opening selling point there should have been, yeah um yeah I've, I've, I've had loads of great moments i mean um it, obviously graphically it, it doesn't look stunning right now but it's obviously it's an alpha I, I i'm under the impression that sort of stuff gets tied up and sorted out towards the end anyway but um yeah, graphically it looks good it doesn't look mind-blowing uh the map um the one that's available now is it looks huge and it's fairly big anyway um but actually but but because like the sort of out the outer the outer perimeter of the map, it's just basically horizon as far as you can see. It makes it feel much bigger. Obviously, there's going to be an invisible wall somewhere, but it just makes the map feel real massive. And you're going through destroyed uh, sort of a, a, um, destroyed town, a, a little village. There's the rolling hills. There's huge sort of muddy bogs. Uh, yeah, it, it, the, the map feels really expansive and huge. Um, that, that could just be this one particular map. But um, yeah, I, 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 the map's great. Um, the, the, the ability to, to get on the Zeppelin is, is absolutely class. So you, the, that basically comes in uh, and around the battlefield at various points during the game, and uh, you can get in it. There are a few sort of gun spots you can get on it, but you can also get on top. Uh, you can just run around on top, and um, I, I, I was I was in the gun gun placement shooting around, but there's not a massive like, field of view, so I thought I'd get up and run around on top when I noticed um, some holes appearing in the top of the zeppelin near me. So I started running running uh, towards the other end, and the holes were getting bigger and bigger. And I thought, solid, I've got to jump. So I jumped off the edge, and just as that happened, the zeppelin like blew up just behind me, and I parachuted down to the ground. It was a really class like proper battlefield moment. And it's really amazing seeing that thing above the battlefield. When even if you're on the ground, just seeing it blow up is is really cool. Um, yeah, this this alpha is actually on until uh, well, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, it actually finished yesterday. But the open beta, I believe, starts late August or early September. And from what I played, I'm definitely playing that. And uh, this gets me really excited to to play play Battlefield One. Whereas if it was another futuristic game like another sort of Battlefield Four, I probably wouldn't be as excited. But um, yeah, this I really want to get back into it. If it's anything near as good as this closed alpha, that does sound good. You didn't get a chance to go on any of the horses or anything. Um, no, there, there, there was like tanks, um, 
but there was no animals in um, <laughs> in the closed alpha. That's something, that, something that, that I can see. There's tanks and jeeps and stuff, but there's, there's no horses. And what are the classes like? Is uh, how do they? It's, it's, it's the same as before. I mean, I, um, you know, it's, 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 it's like medic and assault and stuff. I mean, a medic's a bit different now. You've got like uh, syringes instead of like defibs and and all that. They, they definitely need to change some of that stuff because um, bodies are basically disappearing off the ground within about five seconds. So it's impossible to actually. Um, give anyone a, a syringe to, to to wake them up again. Um, so they need to, there's a lot of things they need to change. Um, but it, it's only a closed alpha. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that stuff. It, will it, come, it's, it's really good fun. I mean, a lot. Of, I've read a lot of things. Pill saying it feels like a good mixture between the uh, old Battlefield games, 1942. You know, uh, it's got some elements of Hardline. Apparently, I haven't played enough for those other games to com- to say that. But um, what I have played is really really fun, and I'm definitely interested in seeing what they do with it next. I want to play Rush, really. Rush isn't part of the um, the closed alpha, but because um, Rush is always my favourite game type anyway in the game. I thought Conquest was good, but I preferred Rush. So, and, and, and they have now confirmed Rush is in it. At one point, a few weeks ago, that wasn't really confirmed, but it said that it's in, and they're going to bring a, a slightly different spin to it, apparently. So really interested to see what that means as well. But um, have, have, have you played it tomorrow? I didn't, unfortunately. I got a code, but I was just super busy. Um, mm. Didn't get a chance. I watched my little brother play it for a bit, though, and it didn't look interesting. It looked like that kind of cool, like unexpected moments. They're coming way more than they did in perhaps Battlefield 4 or Hardline. So yeah. I'm definitely going to play it when it comes out. Um, always open beta. I'm assuming with Rush, they're going to make it that it's going to be split a little bit. So there'll be essentially two games of Rush going on. Um, at the same time, if that makes sense, like where you've got split off and there's sort of six, what they call them, six things to attack rather than just three, um, because the, the rush in four was okay, but it was just too much with thirty two aside going at it for like you know on on this one point it just felt a little bit yeah, too well, small. If you think that's too much, I mean th- this feels. I'm not actually sure what the um. The, I think this might be like 32 aside um in, in the games I played, and this feels much more overwhelming than previous Battlefield games does. Just because you see people going everywhere, running from running all over the place, but it's what, but I've also had way more moments in this closed alpha of people actually running together towards a capture point as opposed to. You know, maybe in Conquest, I felt like lot people were all over the place, all over the place, really. But I've had moments where like loads of us have run up a hill to try and take a point, and then run elsewhere. But it's also just bodies flying, you know, <laughs> flying through the air, and buildings being blown up. And yeah, I've, I've had some great moments already, and uh, I've only played it for a few days. Why is it? Why is it coming out? At the same time as the new Titanfall. Yeah, so is this, Why is that is this like a week before Titanfall? Because I know it's like COD tights and um, and this, but I'm not sure what what the order is. Uh, I I do not know. I cannot tell you. But I guess it's going to um, be like buying this and tights in a week or two. Uh, yeah. I I think Call of Duty. This might be the first Call of Duty I don't play uh, for God no. Well, since Call of Duty Two, I think. Um, I just don't think I can bring myself to to play that when there's a uh, new Titanfall, new Battlefield out. I mean, and Battlefield feels so different. I mean, it, it's it's. It's Battlefield as you know it, but it just it, just the ability to play World War One just feels new and different. Whereas another COD, it's just it just feels like another futuristic COD. Um, yeah, yeah, good, good fun. To more, yes. What have you got for us? Um, real quick, I played Inside and completed Inside. That's an excellent game, that's isn't an, it? That's a great yeah. game. Incredible. Wow. Um, yeah, I thought the puzzles were a little easy. Um, at the same time, I, they were quite 
like satisfying to complete. So yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, so the kind of difficulty kind of, just because it's not really perplexing you doesn't really matter. It's just you get a satisfying buzz out of completing it, and the ending was insane. I won't talk about it, but yeah, the ending was. Insane. I, I actually thought difficulty was good. It, it, it you know, I, I was never stuck for more than like five minutes, but um. It is, it is good enough, yeah. I, and you're totally right. It makes you feel like you've accomplished something, even if it's yeah. relatively simple. Yeah. Um, I played a bunch of Doom. Um, very slowly making my way through that. That is an excellent game. Yeah, everyone says that. I've got up, to yeah. play it. So I've good. I've got to buy that. Yeah. Um, but my main game is Overwatch. Still, uh, that game is just phenomenal. Like I can't, I can't say enough good things about that game. That is. I know we still got some time left, but I can comfortably say that's my game of the year. Wow, um, really? Yes, it's just fuck. It, it's just so good. Like the balance, the the way it just keeps giving. Like I, I don't get bored of it, and it's been a long time since I've just been thinking about a game constantly, and it helps that like literally everyone I work with is playing it as well, and the fact that everyone I work with is playing it. It speaks to how well that game is designed it's not like a call of duty game where you maybe play it for a bit but then it just kind of you either bounce off of it or you just don't feel like it's your thing i've not found anyone who's played it and then said yeah it doesn't really like, i can't really play it. it's not my thing like i found people who just find a role and find a like a comfortable zone for them to play in it's just i think it's just excellent top to bottom i've been very much getting back into that we we had a game didn't we matt not too long ago and that was really good and spilt milk i played with him the other night and that was really good and i've slowly been starting to find my feet again with it especially because i've been switching characters up a lot more yeah the um i don't know any other names but the freeze girl me she's good <laughs> i'm bang on that i cannot believe that they've made diva better i've not been that on is, it since yeah, the update that but that blew one. my mind i was like but i rip people to shreds with her there's there's <laughs> there's a problem with her it's like and and it's worth saying like it's been a long time since i've been excited about you know nerfs and buffs like outside of street fighter (laughs) yeah outside of street fighter which is just like a constant in my life whether i'm playing it or not i'm always paying attention to that stuff but like Mm. the the fact that he was getting buffed is amazing i really like i think it's a smart buff i think the problem that it is it's really it's really interesting what they've done because the you know they said all along it's like well it's not that she can't take enough damage and it's not that she doesn't deal enough there's just something about her mobility and then what they've done is so yeah so now she has this shield ability and i know you know this tomorrow i feel like i'm addressing you and obviously you already know this for the listeners she has this shield ability (laughs) where you you activate it and then it stays up for like what three seconds and then it disappears and you have to wait for it to recharge which takes a while now you can just sort of turn it off on and off at will can't you yeah yeah and i think Um, i think the key issue that they were kind of um addressing was the fact that she is a tank class character and outside yeah. of that um shield she doesn't have a a lot of options in absorbing damage so yeah. um, she she's in a tank and she does take a quite, quite a bit of damage but not compared to a lot of the other characters so what was happening mm. was players were picking the character as a tank believing they should play as a tank and then when they were getting doing tank like things like jumping ahead of people and trying to absorb damage they weren't lasting very long and that was because they had yeah. a small window where they could absorb damage and behave well as a tank but outside of that window they were just being ripped to shreds which is what i found the problem to her with her be like i felt myself running in saving someone for a couple seconds but then forcing being forced to run away or just give up my tank and go into pilot mode um so this yeah. addresses that and i think that's a really smart addition is it true mm. that that um the other change they've made with her is that you can't die from your own nuke yeah now? 
Yeah. Oh, mate, that is oh, really? just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So now you don't Shit, have to I didn't run know that. for Fuck. it. Well, yeah. the good thing about that is that there are a lot of tight spots in Overwatch, uh, especially early on in matches. There's a lot of like hallways and and alleyways and stuff like that, and you've you've never been able to properly pro- like properly use them as Diva, but now that's a proper option. I, like, still, I, completely... I mean, that makes sense because it's not like it's not like you're going to activate the nuke and then just sit on it because because of the very nature of it, you're throwing it into a group of enemies. So you don't want to be there anyway, but it's just going to avoid those shitty situations where like you run around like you know you run like hide behind something and you think you're safe, but then it decides you're not and you get killed. Well, by there's it. also like, that, just, and the fact that, that out, the you know? fact that when you are using it in in sort of tighter areas. There's not many places to run to, and you tend to get yeah. caught up a bit and then get caught by the end of the blast or whatever. Yeah, Whereas yeah, now, yeah. that's not a problem. You can just duck around a corner, wait there for a few seconds, and then just head straight back out with a new mech, you know? And also, yeah. uh, whether it turns out that this is an effective strategy or whether it even works, I feel like we've reached a point where Divas alt for most for the most part, is pretty useless. Like, I find on PC, at yeah. least, whenever I chuck it in, people aren't surprised by it. They know exactly what to do. They will use whatever maneuverability skill they have and just get the hell out of the way. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to clear, but I don't think it's an effective way anymore. You have to really synergize with your team to make the most of it. Well, this, yeah. With this, I mean, this is the you, argument, you, isn't yeah. it? Like, even if it, even if it isn't killing anyone, it's still. Yeah gets them out of the way temporarily but, but it, with, yeah. with this ability you can at least kind of have this meta game where you're also around in your pilot form her pilot form is surprisingly yeah. um, powerful like you can if yeah. you keep yeah, on yeah. the move you can pester people and you know how the same mm-hmm. way that people tend to get distracted by tracer when she appears even if she's not doing a lot of damage they'll be like i'm going to chase yeah. you down and kill you like people who are <laughs> thinking about fleeing if you jump in their face and start shooting them they might be like I'm going to kill you. You're annoying the shit at me. And in that scenario, you might get a few <laughs> kills if you're lucky. Or you could just like really throw the enemy team off while your um, your mech is going nuclear. So I feel like there might be a, another meta game there. Another one that could very quickly be figured out, but still it's a good extra layer to add onto the character. Mm. Who are your favorites at the moment? I'm, I, I almost exclusively play as D.Va. Um, but I can, yes. I can also like. Uh, obviously, I'm not an idiot. I will, you know. I have learned other characters need if I, because the team often needs it. So like, my healing is usually Mercy or Lucio. Yeah, um, Lucio, man, he's he yeah, he's is really good, amazing. I feel like I, I prefer Lucio on attack if we need a healer, and if it's defense, I will usually go for Mercy because then I can switch to like buffing damage when when need be. Um, I will play Reinhardt in a pinch when no one else wants to. Um, but for the mm-hmm. most part, I think I stick with Diva. And Reaper's good. If I, we really need a da- damage dealer, I'll, I'll pick Reaper. Yeah, the um, uh, for me, I found Mercy's perfect when you're defending and someone's picked Bastion because they tend to hang back a little bit. Yeah. Mm. And you can just sit on Bastion healing and and, uh, and buffing like the moment that the people start coming through yeah so um, i you... know that bastion can heal him heal himself mm. but like it's such a slow process to do it to take that out of it is yeah. a huge boost for your team you and I play, I play with um my team team at work and um i've basically learned their play styles i know how they're gonna play so i can 
you know, suit my mercy play to work with them really well. Like Dave Dewitt, who I work with, he's an amazing Roadhog. His Roadhog is insanely good. Um, and we've got to the point where I know exactly when he's going to use his hook and I will switch to like damage buffs and then move on to like Chris, who's always playing, usually playing Reinhardt and keep him alive. So like it just, it just really works. I like mercy as a character who can bounce between people and use my knowledge of play styles to help complement that so yeah that game is just amazing man i, c- I just can't say enough mm-hmm. good things about it is um is anna out yet is, is a new character out she's available in the test um right. environment which on pc you can anyone who's got the game can just download a separate client um but i don't think she's officially out yet from what i've seen she looks very powerful but not not like over the top powerful in the way that she's you know she's completely unbalancing the game um she, people have already started to figure out how to deal with her um and a lot of people it, she takes a little more thought than the traditional healer and sniper class because obviously it's a uh, it's staggered damage she poisons you and then does damage over time so you really have to think about what kind of situations you're putting yourself in because your your initial shot won't just kill a person outright you have to be in a situation or uh, where you can take a shot and then also defend yourself so there's a lot of like strategic considerations to playing that character I'm going to ask you the classic question here. Um, have you played Rainbow Six Siege? I played a bit of it. I haven't gone back to it, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. It's evolved in a way that's apparently it makes it really, really good. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's Overwatch, but better. Yeah, there's something about realistic shooters that I just, I don't know, read these days that I just struggle to get on with. Like, I think part of it's mm. Playing so much Counter Strike and playing it in such a competitive environment, like I still drop into Counter Strike now and then, but it kind of satisfies that need for a strategic, realistic shooter. Whereas I feel like Overwatch is a little more lighter, and I oh, can yeah, jump absolutely. in and out no really quick. That. And and the community is generally okay. Plus, all you know, my friends and are playing Overwatch, not Rainbow Six, so that's kind of well, dictating. The, the one thing that's um that's cheered me up in the past week is that they uh, um, Ubisoft have announced an update for Rainbow Six Siege and they are permabanning people for team killing and that can only be a good thing <laughs> so because um, uh, they were kind of we tried it again like a few months ago and it, well I think it was last month actually and uh, it was a horrible experience of just people being dickheads on there because it's one of those games that's so beautifully put together but so easily taken down by trolls or whatever you want to call them, and uh, yeah, that's what was happening. But now it looks like they're trying to combat that because I think it's dropped off big style. But it's not too late, Sean. That's what I'm saying. It's not too late. Have a word, mate. <laughs> uh, Sean, what have you been playing? Uh, there's a new Monster Hunter oh, game out. For fuck's sake! I just read it. I just read what you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's fucking magnificent. Um, yeah. So this it, it's really interesting, right? Because this this does sort of feel like this is the last one we're going to see in the current mold. Um, because so this is, this is called Monster Hunter Generations, and they are not fucking about with that title because there is um, like Monster Hunter games have always been a bit cheeky with reusing stuff from previous games, um, but this takes stuff from like literally the first Monster Hunter game over ten years ago. Um, and the second one and the third one and um and it literally expands the entire series which is like it's interesting because i don't think many of the series would get away with this but because monster hunter is this bizarre beast where like most people have sort of tried uh, like a few years ago and then bounced off it and then 
people like me wouldn't fucking shut up about it so they tried again and they still sort of didn't really get it and then maybe on like the third attempts they sort of did so you, like it's really it's really interesting going back to areas from like the first and second games where you know it's not like um you know like when shadow moses was in melga solid Four. spoilers what um and it's like and it's like <laughs> And it's like this, like, holy fuck, this is amazing, you know, because I remember being here and doing all this cool stuff. It's really interesting because you go back to these areas, you know, like an area from Monster Hunter 1, and you're like, I remember just, like, staring at this and just having no fucking clue what was going on. And it's like you you can come back to it and you and it's just like seeing it with this new pair of eyes. Like no, because I get the game now and I've, you know, I understand. It's like if you like if you got to repeat school, you know, you know, and you could sort of go back to it with all this stuff you've learned, and it's like, oh, fucking, I get it now. Um, and it's, it's a really weird feeling. Um, aside from that, they've like the way they've streamlined the way the game opens um, is really good. There's like there's a fuckload of tutorials if you need them, and I've not touched them because I'm cool. Um, but they are all there if you need them, and I know people who've just started and said, you know, what, this explains everything really well, and I'm enjoying myself. So that's good. Because um, you know, as I said, notoriously difficult series to get into um and they've sort of the way they've paced the quest is really interesting they've always done this thing where all all your quests are sort of they're all tiered so you've got tier one quest tier two three etc and there's always like it used to be that you'd have to just clear one like tier, you know, do all the quests in tier one and then it'll go oh there's an emergency you gotta go and kill this monster and then you do that and you unlock tier two whereas now like you'll start off on tier one and you've got all your quests that are like go and get me some mushrooms go and pick some flowers you know it's all this stuff but when you talk to the woman who gives you quests she'll be like pick this one and it'll unlock the next lot and it's like good because <laughs> i don't want to fuck about i just want to crack on and get to the, the, the you know the stuff that interests me that you know because i'm not new to it i don't need those those initial you know here's how you do basic stuff um sort of quests but if you need those they are there and that's fine um they've added this these four different combat styles um and they are fascinating like if you because it's a game that like demands that you learn all the sort of the move sets inside out it's like each each sort of type of weapon in that game is like a character in a beat em up basically and you have to mm. like figure out so many things about them and weird little quirks and timings and positioning and and stuff like that um so to then go right each one of those weapons you can now use in four different styles that has different you know traits and stuff is fucking brilliant <laughs> like you um my personal favorite is i i've always used the long sword whereas i now use the long sword in aerial style which means instead of doing like a little dodge roll and now sort of you like sort of jump into the air a bit and the idea is you do that towards a monster and then you bounce off them which then allows you to do this massive aerial attack on them and previously there was only you know, either you had to like use the environment to do that um or there was a uh, one specific type of weapon that was good for it but now you can do it with any type of weapon and that's that's wicked because then you know doing aerial attacks allows you to mount monsters and stab them in the back and get different like parts off them which you used to make other gear and um but then there's that, and then there's you know there's another style called adept, which is all about doing like sort of perfect last second dodges, which then gives you like a mad counter attack, and that's really fun. Um, yeah, just it just fucking opens up like so many sort of new things for seasoned players to think about, whilst also easing people in at the lower end as well. It's it's fucking magnificent. So is this a game you can literally spend hundreds and hundreds of hours playing? Is it? Yeah, there's a lot um, to it. Like, 
like I like Monster Hunter Four. Um, I spent ninety hours on, and like that's nothing for a Monster Hunter game. That's that is like piss poor. Um, yeah, like there are, there are people who, who put in like upwards of a thousand hours into Monster Hunter games, which which I don't you know I love it. Maybe not that much, but um, but I can see how how it could be done, especially if you have got like a regular group to play with and stuff. Like there are also people that can uh, spend hundreds and hundreds of hours talking about the fucking thing as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's what's it out on, Sean? 3DS, which is a still a thing like for such a massive, brilliant game to be confined to a handheld is still kind of shit. Yeah, because um, it didn't. Did the last one? Not the last one. The one that you reviewed both versions for. I can't remember what one that was. It was like a re-release or some shit. I did. Yeah. So I reviewed Monster Hunter Three Ultimate for Telegraph. That's the one that was. And um, yeah. Uh, wasn't it that it didn't have online play on the 3DS? I think so, yeah. So has um, this? But the Wii U version did. This this one does have online play, yeah. They, they had that in 4 as well. Um, but again, it's like, you know, like, cool, you can play it online on the 3DS, but then you've also got to, like, get your phone out and Skype everyone that you're playing with. <laughs> and for, <laughs> which is sort of unforgivable. Um, and yeah, it's just like say it's you know this game that you can pour so many hours into as long as you don't mind like your hand cramping to fuck because you're holding the 3ds and it's it is a shame um, and you know like you know reviewing uh, yeah three ultimate um, on the Wii U and the 3ds and being like yeah the 3ds version's all right you know use that for just doing little gathering quests and stuff but then you know and then you can transfer your character back to the Wii U and then that's when you do your big hunts and you play with your mates and stuff and then yeah you know. Four Ultimate and now this. It's like, yeah, you just got a 3DS version. So, I mean, is this... Have they got some sort of deal with Nintendo now, or is this... Because this well, used to know. be a I Sony mean, thing, right? Well, yeah, it was basically the only thing that kept the PS, uh, PSP afloat in Japan for some time. I mean, basically, the the thing with Monster Hunter is the majority of the fan base is um, basically Japan. Um, I think the rest of Asia are well into it now. But Japan specifically, <laughs> like, they... they <laughs> yeah <laughs> rural cheshire in england um like the way you know like in japan they're much more keen on local multiplayer than we are um so to them it was like oh cool so i can just get it on the psp and meet up with my mates no one was crying out for a you know like a home console version that they could play online that just wasn't important to the fan base um so yeah, so it you know went from the PSP, and then it was like, well, what's the you know the next biggest handheld? Oh, it's the 3DS. We'll we'll stick it on that. I don't even, even know if it was any sort of deal. I think it was just like it was the the smart move, um, considering where you know like what the, the sort of the main fan base wanted from it. I think that sort of made sense. But I do want it on a proper screen because fuck me, man. Like it looks it looks like for a 3DS game it looks incredible but it's still just on that pokey little screen like I've been taking screenshots with it and then you you know you stick them on uh, Meverse and then you can save them to your phone or your computer or whatever and they're fucking 400 by 200 man <laughs> Jesus Christ like it's <laughs> MS Paint shit yeah so yeah it like it, is, it succeeds despite being on the 3DS. Like I would still fucking kill for a home console version. But yeah, it, Monster yeah. Hunter as a game has always interested me. I haven't, I haven't got a console to play it on, but um, yeah, mm. I mean, if this comes out on the next and there's like a full console version, I'll definitely, in, I'm definitely interested to pick well, it up. It sounds yeah. like the sort of game I could lose my life to, which is um, sort of stuff I'm into. Yeah, it is like it is super hard to get into because, like I say, you have to. 
you have to learn like the weapons so well. Well, you know, you don't have to pick one if you want, but like you've got to learn it inside out because loads of people try it and they're like, oh, it's really clunky. Like I can't do anything I want to, and I'm just getting beaten up all the time. And it's like, no, you can't. Basically, what the game's trying to tell you is you just you can't put a foot wrong. Like you just you've got to watch everything that's going on so carefully, and you've got to know. Like you know, if like if I press this attack button, I'm gonna like swish my sword in this way and like step forward a bit that way, and then from that I can use like these evasive maneuvers, and then to, and that'll put me in these positions, and and it's like just knowing all of that and being able to sort of map it in your head as you're playing. Um, it's it's a lot to get your head around, but it's so worth it. So so, so how do you think they would they will or how do you think this gonna change for the next version? I don't know. Like there's there's weird like. There's things about the design of it that are obviously just sort of hangovers from like older hardware. So each, like each sort of area that you go hunting in, like they're all like pretty huge, but they're all split into like sort of 10 to 12 like little areas. And then there'll just be like exits and entrances off each one. And you sort of, you know, and each time, so you pass. So you say, say you're in area one and then it'd be like, oh, there's like a little entrance to a cave there. So you run towards that. And then you go to a loading screen and then you appear into area three. And like that, that just that feels kind of shit now. Um, I imagine that is something that they're going to do away with. I think one thing they could definitely do with it is it's got um, like the, there's this whole emphasis on gathering, so you can go around and you you know you, you pick up like oh right, so if I get like this herb and this mushroom, I can make a health potion and um, stuff like that. And it's got you know this whole sort of crafting combining thing, which of course is now huge on like you know PC games and stuff. They're all about survival and crafting and stuff. So uh, like seems like a really obvious fit to just be like you know do a mode where it's just like right there's you chucked in the wilderness with a shit sword and nothing like go and just get on for a bit and try not to die or try you know reach like the other end of this area without you know getting killed and i think that would be wicked all right give it a rest now <laughs> thank you <laughs> um well no one was interrupting so i was like fuck it I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing it i've got it so it's my brother's though. a massive Monster Hunter fan, so I usually let him guide me Was through it. it. <laughs> yeah, I've got no interest in that series of computer games. Um, you see, but that—that's the thing—is like I wouldn't, I wouldn't I even said, try. Like if you said, rest. like you were thinking of, <laughs> <laughs> like if Dave said to me, "Oh, you know, I'm thinking of getting it," I would be like, "Yeah, probably don't worry about it." Is it like how um, uh, James tells me not to get Shenmue though? He's so worried that I'll absolutely <laughs> crucify it that he just never wants me to play it ever. Well, because Shenmue's actually aged really badly. That's why he doesn't want you to play it. Yeah, I know. Like, it's actually not great. I know. He's made me watch all of the cutscenes on DVD. <laughs> uh, the worst bits. What was it? So they're, so they're the worst bits, the cutscenes. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> right, okay. Um, should we do a few uh, questions and get out of it? Yep. Go on. You take over, uh, Sean. <laughs> Um, firstly, I d- actually, um, are you aware of who Capone Adam is, Tamor? Yeah. Yeah, because that's, uh, <laughs> we've got an email from him and I haven't read it yet, so I've got no idea where, that, what direction this is going to uh, go in. It's fairly straight. Good. That's unlike him. <laughs> Maybe he's grown up a bit in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Capone Adam says, what Nintendo franchises are you all most excited about coming to mobile and how do you think this platform could bring new experiences to that particular franchise? Right, who's got hold of Capone's computer and who's <laughs> using it to send us emails? Because that is not... That's what happens when you go to Canada, man. 
he's also signed it off. He's also signed it off. Cappers, that weed yeah. was quite amused by it. It's good. The Cappers. Uh, yeah, well, I don't think there's any series. Uh, the, the thing I love about Nintendo games is how good they feel to play on a pad. And maybe that's maybe that's why I didn't like um, the Wii as much as uh, like I could not get on with Mario Galaxy. Like I was playing it, I'm thinking this is wonderful, but at the same time, the the feeling of having my arms that separate from each other and having to point at the thing like my nan did when she used a, a remote control <laughs> to change the channel. You know what I mean? Mm. Where you're kind of sort of like half squinting and sort of just aiming the thing far too much than you need to. Um, uh, I just did not get on with it. So I can't imagine a Nintendo series coming to a mobile phone that I'd actually be interested in. I'll go in, on, do you know what I mean? Go on. WarioWare. You've done it. That is yeah. the, exactly the, the game that I would play on a mobile phone. It is. There you go. Fuck. <laughs> they should put Mario on it with touchscreen buttons. It would be really I'll good. I played that on Android, also, obviously, and it don't work that I well. think that if Advance Wars is ever going to come back, it's best shot is on mobile. Yeah. Well, it, it yeah, never will, fair. though, will it? You never know. <sighs> I, I actually think Animal Crossing is going to be perfect for mobile. Fucking they're, they're Animal Crossing not, sucks ass. What? <laughs> <laughs> There's someone that's lost a lot of turnips in his time. Fucking I mean, chore simulator or what? It is a sort of chore simulator. I mean, they're clearly not going to do a, a full Animal Crossing game on mobile, Good. but it is perfect for, you know, you can pinch and zoom to go around the map and this and that. Other. You get notifications when the turnip guy is there on Sundays. It's perfect for mobile, but <laughs> they're not going to do a full me. one, are they? The, the, the thing is, though, I mean, Tamor, I, I tried Animal Crossing with New Leaf. I'd never played one before, and I really gave it a go. And the thing that really struck me was how little there is actually in it. Yeah. Like, it's like I'm re- just collecting shit to what end? No end. You're just buying like <laughs> furniture that looks shit and you put it in a fucking square room and then people go, it's all right, isn't it? Yeah, but, no, it's, it's not just that though. It's like there are, there are um, characters around the village and I was thinking, right, these are all my quests then, are they? No, this one's just saying hello to me. The only this reason, one's just saying hello. I don't get, I don't get it. The only reason I continued to play that game was because of that character, Cap'n. Like mm. he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, he's good. The rest of it, hot trash. So, um, yeah, I, do, I mean, I do, apart from WarioWare, WarioWare is a good shout, but I just can't, I, I just can't think of anything that I'd actually want to play on iOS. Yeah. From Nintendo, to be honest with you, I'm more interested in what they're going to do with the NX than anything they're going to do with mobile. Um, there's nothing else that really fits in with that because Mario, as you say, the on-screen stuff, like D-pad stuff, doesn't really work. The um. I don't know, Monkey Ball, I don't know, N- not really. That's Sega anyway, so I don't really count, but I don't know. There's just nothing. I'm, I'm not really interested. I, I think uh, Pokemon's a great example of how that shit can work, mm. even though it's not Nintendo. <laughs> um, I, I, I can't see anything else that sits in that sort of uh, category of game f- from Nintendo, so I'm not, yeah, don't really care what I do next, as long as it's not that Mitomo 2. Well, it's interesting you should say that because the next question from Neil Rootledge at Rootledge82 says, Why do you all still hold Nintendo in high regard? Every generation is the same games as the last. No originality anymore. I kind of get that. I get what you're saying. Really? Yeah, I do, actually. I do because it's, you know, forgetting the stuff that's about to come out because, you know, Zelda's certainly taken a huge leap forward. But 
I mean, the Zelda games have been, okay, this is another Zelda game. And the Mario games have kind of been, yep, I get what the Mario games are. The only thing that I counter to that, and, and why I do hold them in high regard, is that the games that I've played on that Wii U have been so incredible that you kind of go, okay, yeah, this is kind of the same thing again, but fuck me, is it good? Like, yeah. Mario 3D World, absolutely insanely good. Mario Kart 8, unbelievable. Um, and this Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze is blowing my mind constantly. Um that's why I hold them in high regard because, all right, yeah, they're not sort of reinventing the wheel, but they are making games that are as good as they can possibly mm. be and still feel fun to play. Uh, yeah. Attention to detail why. is what it is. Like, I feel like attention to detail is the main thing. And they they don't overreach in the same way that other developers are, tend to do a lot of the time in, in trying to reinvent or or innovate or whatever. They take an idea that they think that they can work with and perfect it instead of just being like, let's try this crazy pie in the sky thing. They will rein that in and be like, no, get it to work in an interesting way and deliver on it so that it's like polished and close to perfection. Um, in terms of Zelda, that's kind of like their GTA. Like they don't, in the same way that GTA doesn't always reinvent itself. It's classically the same thing every year right just in different with different little bits tacked on here and there and kind of the scope of it maybe expanded i think that that's the game that they have the least incentive to kind of reinvent in a massive way but they still kind of do it now and then um the latest one seems like the most drastic reinvention of it but stuff like you know the portable one a link between worlds i think it was called was kind of like an interesting throwback and really cool game but i feel like they they know just to do enough to kind of make the games interesting and then deliver what they have got just almost flawlessly most of the time. That's it. I think I think you've hit the nail on the head with the refinement stuff because the, every every game you play from there, you just think, yeah, this has been this has been polished to fuck. And uh all right, they do have the occasional blip. Um I remember New Super Mario Bros. Two was absolute dog shit. On that was oh, it. Oh come on, I, no it wasn't. <laughs> the one on the well, the one on the 3ds yeah, yeah it was it was very very poor okay. i i really really did not like that game at all oh. um and then still still diver <laughs> remember that one oh, yeah. i do yeah but apparently <laughs> we're prizing originality over everything else so boring That's... as fuck submarine simulator on a handheld bring it on mate <laughs> who I, developed I... steel diver Nintendo. It was yeah. Was it, was it, it them was internally? Pretty sure yeah, it was first Maya party. Miyamoto yeah. worked, but put his name to it. Yeah, uh, there are some like here and there. Was... Think because stuff like Star Fox as well isn't great. Um, see, I see some people fucking love that. In fact, there's a demo of it that I've downloaded and keep meaning to play. Yeah. Do you trust people that that that? Like, I don't trust people though that absolutely adore everything Nintendo come out yeah, with. Yeah, of of all the like diehard fans, Nintendo ones tend to be the most likely or the least trustworthy in terms. You see, of... You say that, but I genuinely adore Splatoon, and so then I no, get Splatoon that is level. brilliant. Like, I think yeah. a lot of the people that um, talk bad about it are doing it because of like very surface observations of it, yeah. like the style of it, and mm-hmm. they clearly haven't played enough of it to know that there is a very deep kind of game system there and it's incredibly rewarding and the beauty of it is it simplifies a lot of what other shooters and and kind of multiplayer games do again it's refining it and 
taking it to its core essence and making sure that's satisfying and really polished. Yeah. See, what I'm saying is that what what I'm saying here is not that um, that people are wrong for liking certain games of theirs. What I'm saying is that I just find people hard to trust more than anything else. You know? Yeah, sure. I mean, there are, yeah, we all know people who will defend Nintendo to the hilt. So, you know, yeah. when perhaps they shouldn't. Um, but yeah. But yeah, no, that's it. I think they when, when they when they come out with games, especially games like, you know, the new Mario games, the new Mario Kart games and mm-hmm. stuff like that, mm-hmm. that is when you, you sit up and take notice because they're so good at that stuff. Yeah. Um, so when you're seeing a talented development team working on something that they're really good at, then that's worth getting excited for. And that's why we hold them in, in such high regard, I think. But then Matt, you've not, I mean, as you said, your last Nintendo machine was what? The DS Lite? No, no, I I had a Wii. Um, Didn't bother the Wii U. My last handheld was was a DS Lite. So I'm definitely excited for whatever Nintendo do next. I'm going to try and get involved in that straight away. But the Wii U did nothing for me. I loved my Wii for the first year or so and then just you know stop playing it like like a lot of people but um no i'm really excited to see what nintendo do next oh, i feel like i'm such out an easy wanky shitty thing to say but you know when the nx comes out that wii U's going to drop in price and i would still recommend it yeah, yeah like just even to play like mario 3d world and mario kart and stuff bayonetta too yeah mate. i yeah i i mean i've i didn't really get on board with that Mainly because, not because it was a bad game or anything, because it wasn't, but I just felt like I'd had my feel of um, Bayonetta. Yeah, but how do you feel? Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Check out her booty, though. Freudian. She has some good curves. Right, uh, what's the next question? Armitage Shanks at Edward Catflap, which is a whole whole set of words. Uh, he says, you can use any of those words to, for the name of your new dog, Sean. <laughs> uh, he says, I'm in the market for a PS4 or an Xbox One. Get one now or wait until the revised versions are out? Question mark. De- wait. Definitely wait. I mean, Xbox One S is out on the 2nd of August. So mm-hmm. yeah, like it's not, week not far bit, off now, is it? Yeah. A couple of weeks. I would wait for that, but would you really recommend people wait for the Neo? Yeah. I mean, it's... We don't know anything about it. Yeah. yeah it's all the more be. reason to wait, right? <laughs> I don't think it is. I yeah, like, think, what, just, what if you buy, buy a PS4 now and, and then the Neo comes out and it's like, actually, this is actually pretty good? Yeah, but if you haven't got one already, then surely you're not the sort of person that lives on the cutting edge of things anyway. I would... Um, I guess wait, so. He says PS4 or Xbox One. I mean, if, if you're getting both, then just get the Xbox One now and wait for the PS4. But out of the two, I would probably wait for the PS4 Neo. I mean, that's been it's pure of there's been rumors of Amazon listings of we're saying October. They still they're still adamant it's out this year. I would I personally I, I would definitely wait. If you haven't got one now, another two months or so isn't going to kill you. It's three months, and that is a I just think it's a long wait for something that we don't know anything about. It's weird. Like when do you stop? When do you stop? You stop when the January sales, and if it's not out, then yeah, <laughs> get a cheap one. <laughs> mm. Okay, all wait. right. Armitage, wait. Next. Athene at Athene Allen says, the planet's fucked at this point, that much is certain. Which, uh, what will you do with your last days before Trump fires the nukes? What would I do with my last days? I, I don't know. Does he want a funny answer? Or does he want I mean, a he doesn't answer? want, like, spend time with your wife and kids um, answer. Um, I would <laughs> yeah. play Christmas Nights because, <laughs> yeah, big, big fan of that game. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd probably run to the local arcade and just play Sega Rally, mm. just pump all my money into it. I'd play Fallout as preparation for what's the go- <laughs> <laughs> As preparation for what? Trying to find a vault. Yeah, I don't know. I hope you go first. I hope you're really close to the bomb. Yeah, and you just get to see me just go, Whoop! just before it gets you. <laughs> <laughs> and then try and upload it to YouTube before I never find it. Get. Find it, mate. <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm trying to edit music into it. Um, <laughs> fucking the old Joypod theme just looping over. <laughs> <laughs> more. Nothing. Good. Next Wicked. question. Wicked. Uh, Spug Notherson at Spug Notherson says, uh, "What annoys Turner the most? I don't actually care. I just love to hear him go off on one. I don't really think that's going to work though, because we can't just go, we can't just mention something. Like, it's quite artificial if we just now go. Oh, Dave, you don't like this, do you? He's not suddenly oh, going to get really angry. I bloody don't, Sean. <laughs> I bloody don't like this. Um, there you go. He's I gone off know. on one, lads. Whee. What annoys me the most? I know everything." <laughs> <At this point. laughs> I get so mad and try and hold it down, but I can't, you know, because I'm getting to that age now where just everything just fucks me off. Yeah. Just people, just fucking, ah, oh, cyclists and <laughs> drivers and, ah, oh, just, oh, are you happy, are you? Yeah, well, wait until you've got to get up in the morning and fucking change your shitty nappy. It, fuck off, fuck you. Ah, oh, festivals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just... Everything, everything annoys me at this point. Wicked. I think. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce this. Doi, D-U-Y, Doi at transfers with a Z. Uh, says, what are your favourite TV shows at the moment? Well, Mr. Robot season two is out now. At least yeah. the first two episodes are. And the Ooh. first series, I love Mr. Robot. I think it's the best show since Breaking Bad. I think it's brilliant. And um, season two has started strong so far. So Mr. Robot for me, definitely. We've been watching a fuck ton of Veep. Which is incredible. That's a very good um, show. Yeah, because... Well, vape, you say? <laughs> yeah, watching Vape. <laughs> vape. Uh, no, my wife kept saying, like, fuck, when's there going to be a new thick of it? And I was like, well, shall we watch Veep, which is like five seasons of and has been winning awards consistently for years in America and is basically the same show. And yeah, it's incredible. Isn't that... Uh, is that Amanda Iannucci? It is. And uh, Chris Morris like writes and directs some of it as well. Yeah, they are very talented people. Aye. I am a fan of absolutely atrocious telly. Yeah. So we are we are watching. Um, we're finally on board the uh, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia yes. train. So I'm getting through that slowly but surely. Um, but yeah, no, nine times out of ten, we're watching Nothing to Declare. Uh, Man, that's a good show. It is a very good show. Oh, and they've they've got drugs in their bag, but they're saying they haven't. <laughs> Isn't it mixed. great, isn't it? Really just every episode they bang on about Australia's fragile ecosystem. Yo, I love everyone. it. <laughs> yeah. Um uh and four in a bed. Did you watch that? Um, I, I know of it. I've not watched it though. So they get they get four people that own B and Bs to go and stay with each yeah. other and then they rate each other's B and B. And what's beautiful about it is that most people see their B and Bs as their own house and they love and care for it. Yeah. And it's basically someone going in, walking in and going, shit, fucking stinks, I hate it. And then at the end, they all sit around a table and they they're supposed to pay the amount that their room's worth, but you can take money off or you can give them a little tip or whatever. And it's just the biggest I mean, it's a perfect way to start fights. So there's a whole episode dedicated to them sitting around a table screaming at each other, <laughs> crying and getting all angry. And yeah, it's beautiful. So that... <laughs> I, don't know, Dave, I assume you're watching Love Island. 
I'm not watching Love Island. That's there are a few. Name. There are a few that I really miss. Tool Academy because that was one of the best. <laughs> that, that's not coming back. Um, uh, Beauty and the Geek. That was good. Did you I, ever watch that? I, I watched the American one originally at uni. That that was brilliant. Didn't Literally watch. my peeps and uh, and some beautiful women on uh, like in some house together. Yeah, I mean, classic. Um, but yeah, all that shit. I've not watched that. John Denton was recommending uh, X on the Beach to me. Maybe I need to. <laughs> maybe I need to watch that. I don't know. Hotel inspectors, all right. Um, to more. Uh, I like Mr. Robot a lot. I saw the first season and second season, and we, uh, not to plug my work, but we do a show about TV shows and that kind of stuff, and that's one of the kind of core shows that we we're looking at right now. And um, yeah, I think it's a great show. Um, other than that, yeah. uh, I like uh, like superhero-wise, I watch a lot of shows, but I think Flash is probably the best of them. It's really light and really fun, and it does superhero shows really, really well. Um yeah, that's pretty much it at the moment. It just come off Game of Thrones as well, and we we did a show yeah, about that. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, just taking it easy. I'm not going to talk about anime because I know that will upset all of you. <laughs> yes, um, it will. Um, that that preacher is meant to be up and down, isn't it? Uh, yeah, a lot of people more, are like more, a bit weird, more, more down, down than, than up, up for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I I was all right at first, and then I just feel like I, if you asked me what had happened in the last two three episodes, I wouldn't really have an answer for you. Hmm. I don't know how they get away with it because it was really quite um how do I put it like it was pretty shocking in places in the in the books wasn't it so well, it's kind is, of like yeah I mean this is the thing like you know there's been multiple attempts to make it into a TV show before and Garth Ennis who's the the writer um he apparently has always like insisted on having this clause that he's got the final say and if they they deviate from the books in any way he's pulling the plug and you know the the TV version of Preacher that has finally made it to TV is nothing like the books. Yeah, and I'm not saying it has to be. It's just no. like the, the, the I mean the essentially the themes were really fucked up. Yeah, uh, and the way the characters spoke to each other and stuff was really messed up. So yeah. I don't know how they they could actually put that on TV these days. Well, yeah, I mean they couldn't. Like obviously, you know, yeah. Like initially, I was like, yeah, they've changed loads of stuff, but they probably had to. I, I get it. Um, and then yeah, like I say, it just feels like nothing's happening. Because there was um there was like a really really dark bit in uh, the Walking Dead books. Yeah. And um I remember because uh, I was watching it with Joe and uh, I said there's a bit that that's ha- supposed to happen, but surely they can't do it on TV. I know exactly the bit be, you mean. Yeah, that would yeah. be really fucked up. And then they didn't do yeah, it. They, on they TV, totally changed they, that in the books. Yeah, in, but in they the, did in the it worse. Like it was worse in the show. I was kind of like, <laughs> oh yeah, they're gonna pussy out and not do it. And then it was like, oh actually, fuck me, this is actually worse. Holy fuck. Uh, so yeah, it still kind of worked. The whole shocking thing still kind of works. But I know Preacher was a, a weird one. Yeah. Mm. I don't uh, think I'll ever watch it, but uh, yeah. Go. I mean, what I might just do is just wait until it's over, and then if anyone I know has actually stuck through to the end, just say, "Look, did it end up all right?" And um, and if it did, then I'll 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 get it all watched. But as it is, I'm I'm all right. I think. Uh, right, Jammy at Duke of Jam says, "If all the dogs in the UK came together, how many square meters would they cover?" Well, loads of them have been neutered, haven't they? So not that many. <laughs> Good. Is that the end of the questions? No, there's fucking loads, mate. Right, me, right, one, me... one more, one more, and then we're done. More, Please right. don't pick uh, that football uh, one. I'm begging uh, you. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I'm trying to pick one. Um, 
Fuck. This is why he's not a professional broadcaster. Alonzo Mosley. Well, I normally do this before the show actually starts, David. Because I'm a fucking Ooh. I'm a fucking pro. <laughs> is that, that's the most angry uh, I've ever heard you in my life. Sammy, it's, you know when you get angry and then you're like, it's for the show, it's for the show. That's what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, Alonzo Mosley, FBI at Dan Price. I don't think he's actually from the FBI, but let's let's just assume he is just I think to be he safe. Is. He says yeah, Gary Boosie has been been confirmed as a hitman elusive target. Have you guys heard about this? No, I have. The actor Gary Boosie is the next elusive target in Hitman for seven days, and it's it is him. He's in the game. Yeah, have they got him to do voice work and stuff? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. I hope so. Because um, he's insane, right? Like he was yeah. on Big Brother. And he, was. he was just yeah, 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 absolutely yeah. mental. Um, but yeah, the question is, which other action movie icons would you like to stab in a clown costume? It has to be Seagal, surely. Oh, I don't know. I don't think I'd stand a chance. I don't. Think, I don't think he's. I don't think there's any chance of me getting close enough to do that. I can't remember who the actor was, but I remember hearing a story about Seagal, about how he was working on a film, and um, he'd walked on set and just said, I have just read the best screenplay I have ever read in my life. Hmm. And the other actor went, oh, really? Who wrote it? And he went, me. (laughs) (laughs) True story, apparently. I'm trying to um, think of action movie icons that I despise, and I don't know. I think they're they're often quite sad figures, aren't they? Does, yeah, because they've been like juicing it up for God knows how long. Does yeah, it have yeah, to yeah. be an action movie star? Can we just pick any celebrity? You can you can fucking Christopher go wider Walken, if you want. What's, Chris, what's Christopher Walken done to you? I don't really have any like it will do him. I just think it'll be quite funny. Like they could make some good comedic scenarios with him. Yeah, well, it'd just be the sounds that you like, ow! Exactly. Like, like, what's <laughs> that payoff, <laughs> like you spend ages setting up this elaborate killing, he just goes, ow! <laughs> <laughs> if we're doing anyone, it has to be um, Kevin's parents from Home Alone. Jesus. How, can you, how can you forget a kid? How can you Yeah, a to kid? be fair, yeah, they, they deserve stabbing. Also, I'm assuming that they forgot the kid to create a uh, sort of light-hearted family comedy film, Matt. Still, you take them out. They should do a. They should do the uh, bandits, the wet bandits. Make it a dual kill. Yeah, (laughs) that'd be brilliant. (laughs) Stab everyone up in that house. Yeah, I like how this has just gone on to like just who would we like to stab? (laughs) 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 Andy Hamilton. Let's widen the brief. Let's just see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, does anyone actually genuinely hate a action? Hero, guy I, don't, because... I don't think so. I say I'm, you mostly like they're either just quite good or you just end up feeling sorry for them when they reach old yeah. age and they're just sort of fucked. Yeah, totally. Well, that's uh, what, what a fun way to end the podcast. Woo! Um, okay, Matt, do you want to do your bullshit? Yeah, well, uh, this show is on iTunes, of course. We'd love you to leave a review, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Um, for those of you on Android, we're also on Pocket Casts. Um, we'd love to receive an email. We've 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 got one from Cappers this week. <laughs> gone down somewhat but yeah if you want to email us it's thecomputergameshow at gmail.com we're on twitter of course we're at computergamepod and we're at facebook.com slash thecomputergameshow uh, every episode goes up every week uh, on our youtube channel which is um, youtube.com slash thecomputergameshow send that, them nudes send nudes write comments on all the videos we love that just like well ended more more of that please 
Yeah. More of the same, please. Um, and we are fully aware on the uh, download issue that we're having when we're launching a podcast. We are looking into it. And hopefully this week we've got a bit of a workaround until um, we get the servers sorted. So hopefully you got this in under two hours. Fingers crossed. Two days. Um, to more, thanks so much for joining us at short notice and being excellent on the podcast. Do you want to plug anything? Uh, you can listen to my podcast, which I do with a bunch of other idiots. It's called Chat Very Good. It's uh, I like to think of it as a sister podcast to this. We're in the same what, what, family. Why have you suddenly decided that that's the case? Because I fucking want asking. to. That's why. Okay. Sorry, All sorry. Right. So it's just a podcast to this, where is Midnight Resistance not involved you in this? No, Midnight Resistance is <laughs> in the brother, brother podcast. <laughs> okay. That's fine. I like the fact that he thinks he's part of it. Um, and it's also cute, go to GameSpot.com. Go to GameSpot.com. Never heard of it, mate. So it need, apparently it needs clicks or something, I don't know. SpotSpong.com. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for living it. We'll see you next what? week. Hopefully James will be back. <laughs> That's <laughs> the first time you've heard that. He's never heard the show. No, before. I, always, I always duck out of every podcast when I hear him winding down. <laughs> I'm, I'm that guy. Out. Well, uh, no explanation needed then. Thanks for living it. Take care. Be skillful. Bye bye. Be skillful. Be skillful.